Welcome to Build a Drone Reviewer Podcast, episode 55 and 56, Rotor Talk Live. Got that coming up next. Welcome to this special double podcast of Rotor Talk Live. In the first episode, be Rotor Talk Live, Evo 2 release, Xeno 2 stability, Mavic Mini still hot. Now, in this live stream, I was joined by Ron Brown, Marcus Crawford, and Lauren Donauer, and we discussed a number of items regarding the Xeno 2, including stability concerns, a gimbal cable issue, precision landing, and we discussed the impending release of the Evo 2 and why the Mavic Mini is still hard to come by. So we're going to go ahead and roll that broadcast in its entirety, and then after that's over, I will tell you about episode 56. Welcome, everyone, to Rotor Talk Live Season 3, Episode 12, Xeno 2 Stability Issues, uh, Evo 2 Release, and we're going to talk about the Mavic Mini still being so hot. Mr. Marcus Crawford, how are you this evening? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, we were just talking uh, before we went live here about grocery shopping. Uh, my wife and I got up early to hit the, quote, senior citizen hour this morning, and it was uh, it was an adventure, but we did uh, we did get some groceries, and uh, and that was fine. Didn't fly any drones today. Uh, weather was, we had often rain off and on all day, so no drone flying today, but I'm going to give you one little clue here. I charged up a couple of drones just now. Uh, <laughs> one of them, you can guess uh, is the is the Zeno two. The other one, the initials are MM. Pardon, Bill. Would you have a guess on that? And how are well, you? Well, um, you know, uh, I, I'm not a guessing man, but uh, I'll let the audience figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> how are you this evening, Ron? Well, I'm doing well. Now, I also went to the grocery store this morning, got up early. Crack of dawn went out at 7 a.m., but I had a much better experience than Marcus. We went to the Acme Markets. Did it? Did I hear an echo? Yeah, just for a second, I got. I, that was oh, me. okay. It wasn't me. I'm just saying, it wasn't me. But yeah, we, we had a much better experience than, than Marcus did. We we didn't see big lines, and uh, the only thing that seemed to be sold out is toilet paper and Clorox wipes or whatever. Everything else was in pretty good stock. Yeah. Um, you know. So anyhow, I know people. This, this is a this weekend grocery shopping, um, but it, it, it was a good day to shop, and it was also a decent day to fly, too. I mean, it still feels like winter down here, sure, but I got out this afternoon. I, I took two drones out, and now, let's see. Let me do the initial game like Marcus. One of them was um, the, um, let's see here. Uh, it was a Z in it. It was a Z and a two in it. And the other drone, the other drone was. I'm, I'm glad I brought this up because we're going to do a promo. The other drone had an S, S and a two in it. Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> Bill, how, how how was your day? Did you did you have a shopping adventure, or was it a good day to shop? Well, there were 250 people. We were we had changed our mind last night and didn't get up, and found out there were 250 people waiting at Publix at 7 a.m. for the senior citizen hour to shop and i said how close how close is the nearest Publix to your house bill less than two miles that's so, two miles so that's normally well, actually, good. i have believe it or not okay it's crazy how many Publixes there are because you know the the logic behind building a Publix is 
a Walmart doesn't go in if a Publix is there. That's why they build them everywhere around here. I have another one that's 2.1 miles from me in the other direction. So it's like, go figure. All right. Um, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but I want to give you guys an update for the state of Florida. And I just want to make everybody aware of this. Uh, we found out yesterday from our governor, he's been under a lot of pressure to shut the state down. He informed us that there are 191 flights a day coming from the New York City area into the state of Florida. And estimates are there's at least one person with coronavirus on each flight. And his solution was to have everyone self-quarantine for 14 days, which is not realistic. The projections are if the state of Florida isn't shut down by next Monday, our hospitals will be overrun. So uh, I want to give you guys the lowdown on this. And our governor refuses to do any, anything about it. So, um, so keep us in your thoughts and prayers, guys, because um, Valerie and I may be hunkering down for the long haul for, for this. I, I think it's, it's going to exponentially has the potential to get really bad down here. So, okay. With all that being said, we're going to talk about drones tonight. We're going to have a good time talking about drones tonight. Bias-free yeah. drones. Yes. Okay. And you guys remember how uh, Tale of Two Cities, Charles Dickens' book, how it opened? It, it was, was the best of times. That's the, the times. Worst of times. And it was the worst of times. Okay. Uh, and we're going to talk about Xeno 2 stability issues. All right. Now, Ron had a different experience than Marcus did with the Xeno 2 stability. So I'm going to have Ron go first here and tell us how his experience was on his, I'll call it for lack of a better term, stability test with a Xeno 2. This weekend, I think it was Saturday, I went out to the beach and I took a couple drones out. It wasn't a comparison test. I just happened to be hovering two drones. I hovered the Xeno 2 and the Scudio 2 because everything's two nowadays or whatever. But, um, and, and you know, um, I thought that the Scudio 2 would show the Xeno 2 up, but it didn't. I mean, the you know, it was a windy day and they both got blown a little bit to the left and the right or back and forth, however you want to say it. But as far as keeping their distance from the ground, I put them between six to seven feet high and that darn Zeno, I mean, he, it, it, it took a while for me to get the Zeno calmed down and over to that spot. But once I had in that spot, that thing, that thing barely moved up and down at all. And I, I'm going to say, I let it go there for a minute or better, you know, and it did, I'm going to say just as good as the Scudio did. The Scudio hung better from going back and forth, but as far as height, they were pretty much even. <laughs> the only thing I should have filmed off camera is the Scudio, as soon as it took off, it got its bearings and it, and you know, I could move it right over where the Zeno took off and it kind of like was all over the place for a couple minutes. Like Bill says, you need a good amount of open space to take off a land that Scudio too. But once I got it, once I got it, you know, you know, homed in there, it helped, but I got an update on that story. I'll make this quick tonight. Okay. I went out and I took, again, I took a couple drones out, actually the same two drones, the twos I'll call them Scudio two and the, um, the Zeno two. And this week I, I took the Zeno, up from one of the 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 seawalls or whatever on the beach and um so i hit it straight but it was nothing around the seawall and that thing went went straight up you know um i i guess i i don't know if i had to control it it went straight up and it just hung there it didn't move even on takeoff i mean it didn't move up and down it didn't move side to side that thing just took off and hung there like it was a dgi drone so I, and there was no updates today so i don't know why it did better all i can guess is the, this area had less magnetic interference than the other area i was flying at but that this baby was per i didn't even do a hover test coming down because that takeoff it, i had it, it i was on a wall about 
four or five feet high. It took off, you know, whatever, another five feet. It, it, it just, again, it just stayed right there. And it wasn't real windy today, but there was a breeze going on the beach. So, I mean, just just this is a couple hours ago. I mean, I, I could have been happy with hover. Can I duplicate this hover again? I, I don't know. But as of right now, um, it, it was a great day to hover. It was so, a great Marcus, day to hover. So, Marcus, what are your uh, most recent experience with hovering your uh, Scudio 2 um, in, in various wind conditions and locations? Well, I, I presume you're meaning the Xeno 2, not the Scudio 2. Oh, I'm always, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no problem. No, I, don't, I, don't mean to, I, I, won't, I won't mean to say Scudio the rest of the show. If I say Scudio, I mean to say Xeno. Oh, that's that's fine, Ron. I just want to. Thanks, thanks for clarifying that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Ron, all I can say is evidently you got the good one because uh, uh, poor Jimmy Perez here in the in the chat, uh, his flew away today. He had a disconnection and it lost a, and, and it flew away. So, Jimmy, I want you to know uh, that's just the worst thing that can happen to anybody with a drone. And and I'm so sorry to hear that. And any one of us would be gutted uh, to see something like that uh, happen. So, uh, in any case. Uh, you know, you just made me think about something, Jimmy. You know, there is that find aircraft mm -hmm. on, on on the app now, and I've never messed with it. I never tried around with it. As long as you got battery power, it might help you. But anyway, that aside, Ron, to your uh, question, you got the good one, evidently, because <laughs> if you watch my if you watch my video, you want to see the Hubson drop. <laughs> Let me tell you, I think what up. <laughs> and came down <laughs> uh, but 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 listen here's what i'm not doing is i am not trashing the drone i really like that drone so uh it it it, it, it actually you know what i'm talking about it it moving around and hovering and stuff listen for fine work like for, for instance you could do with your mavic mini right your mavic mini is very stable and so forth I just don't think the Xeno 2 is going to be that kind of drone. And in fact, I was telling Bill, I think my Xeno 1 is is more stable than my Xeno 2. I mean, it moves it moves around a lot. It's got those downward sensors. It's always moving around doing something. Uh, so I don't know if it's just mine. I don't know. I don't know. You know, uh, I know. Well, I know for a fact other people have had the same experience uh, that I've had. So uh yeah i mean i don't like i said i don't even know what to say but there is a, a ton a ton to like about that drone i mean i when every time i fly that thing i you just can't hardly wipe the grin off of my face because uh it's so fast and it and and we're talking about stability but when you have it in the air it handles good now i'm not going to tell you that it is as precise and handles precisely like my Mavic 2, for instance, because it doesn't, but it but it handles good, and it's got a good camera on it. And uh, I, in my video, I did a couple of those. I did the orbit mode around that cell tower, and it did it perfectly. I did the uh, line fly mode where, where you can set the drone to automatically fly in a line, and I had it going sideways. And now why would you want to do that? The advantage of that is is then you're able to focus on framing your picture. You're not flying the drone then. So you set it up beforehand. You can focus on, on framing your picture and, and getting all of those uh, settings right in that kind of situation. And, and the drone does that kind of stuff uh, very well. So uh, 
Anyway, that was probably more information than you wanted, Ron. But oh, that was great. I I think, see, see, I've been holding my Zeno to you. That's the way it hovered outside today. Oh, <laughs> and, and real quick before we never get back to this, I never quite understand line fly. Marcus, you need to do a tutorial on line fly. Did, well, did, I, I kind of did a mini tutorial on that last video that I posted yesterday. Okay. Uh, yeah, but it's uh, it. What it like I said. Well, it's just like what what God, what did DJI call it, Bill? I'm trying to remember. Uh, uh, do you uh, want to call he, it? He, 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 most most people call it headless mode, I guess. Well, well, the Zeno Two has headless mode as well. The, you're not. This is an automated flight mode, Ron. That you're not touching the stick. Right, but it's, uh, but it's not. But it's different from waypoints. Well, it's it's basically think of it as this, Ron setting starting at one point ending at another so that would be similar to a waypoint so it's kind of like a baby waypoint exactly and you a set poor man's you, waypoint you set the yeah. angle of the drone and and uh, that allows you to then uh and, and it brings up the map when you're doing it so so you know exactly where the drone's going to start you know exactly where it's going to end in a hover uh and uh then then you're able to then focus on your camera and and on the gimbal that's a good thing. Now, I yeah. got a question for both of you, okay? Because one of the things that I experienced with the Xeno One was crabbing. And what I mean by crabbing for everybody is, you know, I'm, I'm pulling the stick forward and we're, you know, having the, having the I'll call it the Hubson drift, okay? <laughs> How, how's the Xeno Two with that? Is it better? Well, that's interesting, uh, Bill, that you experienced that because I can tell you uh, my original Xeno, they solved that a few uh, firmware updates back, and it pretty much goes straight as an arrow. Uh, and and to, for the short answer, the Xeno 2 is fine. I have experienced no crabbing, anything weird along those lines. In fact, I will say this. You know, I, I'm kind of complaining about stability and stuff, so forth. The Xeno 2 is has so many less problems than the original Xeno did when <laughs> it was first introduced. It's it's not even a good comparison, uh, Ron. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you know, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't really know as hardly any crabbing. I mean, the the sticks are quite as precise. You know, as your typical DJI drone, but once you figure that out and you and you compensate your flying skills or whatever, you all you have no problems flying this thing straight or whatever. Again, it, it flies again. It sticks just not quite as precise as DJI, but again, you in my mind, I can easily adjust to something that's less precise and, and and make do with it. I mean, I can make all the maneuvers I want with the Zeno too, um, as far as manual orbits and moves and stuff like that. It just um, just a little bit, you know, different stick input than a DJI drone. But I, I think uh, come next Monday or you know whenever you you know whenever the first day you get to fly it is, I I don't think that you'll you know um, you'll experience any crabbing or or precise precise flying issues as you would on a on a Zeno One or at least the early software version of the Zeno One. That's really good to hear. One of the things that I have to say to both of you is one of the things. It's been universal since you guys got it and have been have been posting videos is the quality of the video to me. OK, the quality of the video rivals. I, I would I would I would say a DJI drone. It really does. It's the details are really super sharp. I mean, you know, I, I'm looking when Marcus is up there in the mountains in the background and, you know, 
The horizon is level. There's no issues with the horizon right. at all. I mean, the, and Ron, you know, when you're at the beach, um, you know, those details are, are just super sharp. I mean, it, it really is. Guys, uh, you know, Hobson has done Hobson does some things right. And, and I got to say this for that camera. I think they've done a good job with that. Well, Bill, I wanted, I wanted, you know, you brought up your your Dickens reference, the Tale of Two Cities. Well, I mean, with the Zeno Two, I'm happy with the camera, but it's a Tale of Two cameras. When you have the camera not pointing at the sun, I'm very pleased with the camera. It, it ranks up there, you know, uh, you know, not with my, you know, Zeno Two Pro. I mean, my Mavic Two Pro, but it ranks up there with my 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 favorite ones. But the minute you get it. Anywhere pointed at the sun or, or the, you know, or any, you know, kind of bright light source, that's when it falls apart. Uh, then it looks like, you know, then it's not anywhere near my uh, uh, favorite cameras. And um, I, I mean, I've tried, I've tried going all the way up and putting the, uh, the, the Freewell N ND32 polarized filter on it, and it didn't seem to help much. Uh, today I went out and played with the exposure settings which I, I did the first day I had the drone. I thought it kind of made the video look kind of muddy or whatever, but we've had a couple software updates. So I'm going to look at, the, I, I I just flew right before I came home, got in the shower and got ready for the show. But I will look at it after the show and give everybody a, a full report. But um, again, for me, it's a tale of two cameras. The one camera, I love it. The other camera, eh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, it it's, it's not good, you know, uh, and I don't think it's going to be a good sunset camera unless uh, Hupson could do a firmware update that'll maybe um, fix that. Or if I can figure out a way to dial in the settings between the exposure and the shutter set settings and everything else. Marcus, uh, what's your um, opinion of the uh, the Hupson Zeno 2 camera? I said the right drone this time. You did. Uh, well, so... I, I am like you two. I'm impressed with the camera. I agree with what Ron said. Uh, it's not so good when it's pointed at the sun. The other thing that I have noticed is, yeah, Bob Rudder said uh, course lock in a DJI drone. I, that, that, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Give that man a free uh, T-shirt. That, that, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we had him. <laughs> uh, when we get it, whenever we ever get a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, gosh, I lost my train of thought there. Well, oh, yeah, you, I, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, the camera. No, that was my the camera, and and, uh, and, yeah. and then you said you said somebody made a point about the oh the course lock. Hey, you were talking about your impressions of the video quality. So yeah, yeah. one, sir. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I'm sorry. I truly am a senior citizen. Uh, so did you uh, get carded this morning? I did not get carded. No, oh, they, I thought with that beard, you they may have thought you were fifty. Yeah, 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 it's possible. A young man of uh, 50. Heck, I'd settle for being a young man of 60. I'd love to see 50 again. How about you, Bill? At 50? I would take 55 at this time. There, there you go. <laughs> All right. That, that's the end of the old man show, whatever. Marcus, what do you think about doing the two camera? I love it. This is great. Uh, so the camera, the one thing that I've noticed and Ron, I noticed it a little bit in your video and I went back and looking, looking through my raw video and I've seen it in other people's Xeno 2 video that they post. There is upon occasion, you'll get a little micro vibration or shake in that camera. Now it's especially evident 
when the drone is descending, when it's coming down, you'll see a little bit of that shake. Uh, I, and then I've seen it sometimes when the drone is coming to a stop. Uh, you know, often if you're in a hover, it's pretty good. You don't you don't see it much, but uh, yeah, I mean it's it happens. Uh, so with, with and that's something that has to do with the, the those dampers, those uh, silicone dampers that are dampening the uh, uh, the, the gimbal. Uh, evidently, I don't know what about the design, but they're not quite doing their job. Now the other thing that people will tell you, and it's true, is often that's a sign of a prop being out of balance. Uh, and then, you know, when we had the pro kind of props that we had on the Phantoms, you, you could balance those props. But these these props that are are, are screwed on, I, if anybody knows how to balance them, I I don't. I mean, there, was, See, I don't there may so. be a way, but. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're talking, it's interesting you're talking about those dampeners because that was a failure point on the X-Star Premium from Autel, Okay. Um, because the camera was resembled a lot. I mean, the way it sat in there and everything, that's why they had so many patent kind of concerns with DJI and Autel because it looked a lot like the Phantom. But they said that was a failure point. And somebody told me right away, you know, make sure you buy some more of those. And he said, I would advise replacing them like every three months because they just they, they would just wear out. And, and what, what somebody had, had told me as far as a dampener is, is, is like, um, it, it, it's, it's like now with the front wheel drive cars, um, you know, it's, it's, it's like the shock absor absorber. Okay. Right. And it's going to absorb that shock for the whole camera assembly while you're flying and to make it, you know, not so it's like, eh, just so it looks like you're just flying nice and straight and smooth, which you usually are. Um, DJI has a real good dampening system. Okay. On theirs. I, I will say that, but you know, notwithstanding, um, you know, you know, and the other thing that I wanted to talk about too, and I know Marcus actually ordered it, was um, the cable issue with the Zeno two for the for the for the camera. Hey, Bill, can I expand a little bit? I, I did not to uh, about what you were talking about about the dampers or sure, dampers. go for it. So, a, a, a way that I was able to prove that is with my original Zeno, I had a DJI Osmo Pocket. And, and we all know that it has a really good three-axis gimbal on it, right? So I, what I did is I zip-tied that baby to uh, to the original Zeno, the Hubson, the, the original Hubson. And that way I had uh, a video from the Osmo Pocket as well as the camera uh, on the original Zeno. Well, the, the, the stuff that came off the Osmo Pocket uh, even though it, it has a nice stabilized platform on it, uh, was just full of jello. Now, why? Because I just had it strapped on there solid. So all the vibration of the drone itself was really vibrating that camera. Now, when I brought the drone to a stop, hey, it would get pretty good. It would kind of clear up and get pretty good. So that's the same thing with those little silicone dampers. That's why that's why they're in there, and they're supposed to isolate that uh, that gimbal from the rest of the drone. So I just wanted to describe that for and, people. And, and before, we know more about it than I do. But and before we move on to the uh, the ribbon cable, yeah, I I, I definitely have seen the uh, the micro you know stars market thought about, but on video I'm probably going to drop tomorrow 
where I'm flying, and I, I, I turn around, but I think it's the answer. I turn around. I saw the gimbal take a take a big dive, Marcus. I mean, I saw it go, boop, you know, right down. And I don't think it was due to a high wind. I mean, I've seen the I've seen the MM drone that we'll talk about later on. I've seen that thing in high wind. It pushed the gimbal straight down. Right. And that, every time I bring it up, it gets pushed back down. But the Zeno two gimbal is a uh, very robust. And what I mean by that is a lot of a lot of drones foldable drones if you put the nd fill on them before you start the drone up it can't pass the gimbal test and mm -hmm. but the xeno 2 gimbal it's so strong you can put any filter on that thing it has no problems passing the uh the gimbal test with, with the filter already on but uh, again i i saw and i i think this happened without any type of nd filter on it was i i think it's from saturday you know i just saw it just boop it just it just went right down all the way on its own and i brought it back up i didn't have an issue with the rest of the flight but uh so i mean it has it has little shutters but I, i've seen some i'm gonna call them floppy ones too where it just boop, flop, flops down and i didn't have marcus's uh function button set to bring it back up real quick at that point again. Um, and, and I, you know, watch Marcus's, uh, I think it's a couple of videos ago where he demonstrates the function button. And I wanted, I had a point I was going to say about my flight tonight. I was going to pass on some real good information, but the old man syndrome is already out my mind. So if, it, if, if Marcus, if you have another comment on the uh, gimbal issues, I'll throw it back to you. We can throw it to Bill for the ribbon. Well, so one more thought on that gimbal, and and uh, that is if you look at my original, my first flight with the Xeno 2 when I was out at the Snake River Canyon, I was out over uh, the canyon, over the Snake River. I threw it into sport mode, and I headed right straight back for me. And this is a really fast drone, folks. I mean, it really gets, gets going. And yeah, I think we had a combination of that. So I'm putting the drone in a high-speed mode, right? And then we had a crosswind, and boy, it threw that gimbal into a tizzy. But but what I will say was, uh, as soon as I got back over and I stopped and I hovered for a second, the gimbal recovered, and it, it found its level perfectly again, and it was fine for the rest of the flight. So I remember that that could happen occasionally with the original Mavic Pro, not the Mavic 2, but the original Mavic Pro, the way that gimbal was designed, you that could happen to you sometimes in high winds and in the just the right situation. And then like Ron said, we've all seen it with the mini. So uh, anyway, that's... Uh, no, and that's a good point. Thought. And the only, my only, my final thought before we talk about the ribbon cable is... Uh, Ron brought up a good point about ND filters and putting them on there because the first time, I, and they weren't free well, they were some kind of aftermarket that I was given to test and to put on the Mavic 2. Holy crap. I mean, it's just like right away, it's just like gimbal overload error, gimbal, you know, it's just like no matter what I did was until I put the, the regular lens back on the Mavic 2, it wasn't it wasn't going to do it. And then, and then I got some free wells for it and it was fine. Go figure. I mean, it's yeah. You know, I, I bought the Power Pros for the Mavic 2 Pro, and and you you take the you know the the I'm I'm gonna call it the lens off, uh, and then you put the Power Pro on instead, and it has no problems at all because the same exact weight. As yeah, the Anafi exactly. is famous for that, right, Ron? The yeah, you have to put them on hot. The Anafi will not pass the camera test with yeah. any of the Freewell filters. Now I've never tried another brand of Freewell filter, but uh, except Freewell, but the, none of the Freewell filters it it fails. Uh, and most of my little drones, the Spark, 
it, it couldn't pass the gimbal test uh, most of the time on, on, with a filler and A lot of smaller drones have that issue. But I, that's what I'm saying. The uh, the Xeno 2 doesn't fall into the, the small, like, kind of drone, the mini drone that won't be able to do that. It, 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 not, it, you know, it not only flies robustly, but it has a robust gimbal. It may have some micro jitters, but, uh, you know, it, it, can, it can move some weight around. Well, you know... Um, the, and the last subject for the Xeno 2 uh, discussion tonight is the ribbon cable. Now, our friend Chad B., uh, he experienced an issue with his ribbon cable, and Hubson is probably sending it to him by slow boat. And our resident ribbon cable expert in the house, <laughs> Mr. Marcus Crawford there, um, he found one on AliExpress, and he posted a link. And, Marcus, if you could post that link in the chat tonight, that it's funny great. you mentioned that. Look at the chat. <laughs> well, guess who joined us? Looked like Lauren. Lauren's in the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Hey, excellent. Lauren's here. But right. I didn't notice that. Your, uh, your I, timing was impeccable, Lauren, because we're just finishing up with Zeno 2 discussion. Okay. I think you timed it right. <laughs> as far as that's just concerned. lucky, I guess. <laughs> you timed, your timing was impeccable. So, um, well, Lauren. But um, you know, just to just to kind of kind of tie things up with with the ribbon cable issue, um, you know, Chad had the experience where you know he lost FPV and um, couldn't figure out what it was, and then found out it was the ribbon cable. So, and apparently that's a simple replacement fix for us if we have the part. Now, Marcus was able to find that part for I believe about ten bucks on AliExpress. And he's already got one ordered, which is smart. And I think, you know, um, I'm going to do that when I get paid as well, too. And, uh, you know, and, well, fortunately, I know Ron and Marcus haven't had that issue yet. Which which paycheck is that, Bill? The one from Uncle Sam or the one from Publix? The one from Publix. That's that's on Thursday. That one's coming sooner than, than the one from Uncle Sam. Hey, I heard news today. I hear Lauren's getting a paycheck, too, from uh, from the prime minister. Oh really? That that's what they said. They said everybody in Canada is going to get paid. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. That, it's, that's the first news I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lauren got more money for his drone fund. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, your guys' thoughts, Marcus, Ron, on well, the, the cable. I, I just think because we've seen enough failures with it, not not a huge amount. So it's not like everybody's cable fails, but for ten bucks. To be able to get your drone back in the air the same day if it does happen to fail, why not? That's cheap insurance. Just keep that thing uh, in there. And it is a user serviceable part. Uh, you know, there's no soldering. There's things that, I, I mean, I think any of us in here could probably replace it. So it, it seemed prudent. And I did put that link in the chat, uh, Bill. Thank you, Marcus. Good. Thank you, Marcus. That's yeah. It seems like a, um, you know, a, a much less... Um, intensive uh, repair issue than what um blue skyver came across where the um the mic the micro usb port uh came off the motherboard inside his controller and when he tried to take it to a shop and have it repaired solder back on he it, 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 he didn't have fpv anymore so he uh Hupsa did wind up setting him another controller but uh so we, we've had a couple um what we we'll call them hardware issues and, uh, you know, uh, we, we don't know. I mean, uh, Blue Skyward was one of the very first people in North America, at least that has a YouTube channel, that, that received one. And Chad B was pretty early, too. So maybe these models 
you know, uh, maybe by the time ours rolled off the factory line, maybe these issues may have been taken care of. I mean, we'd like to think of whatever, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but, but you know, because uh, I mean, uh, Laura knows this. You know, even with DJI drones, there could be some QC quality control issues with some early models uh, of any of any product, really, not just drone. You know. Oh, there's always teething problems and. In Bill's next segment, that's one of the things I'm going to talk about. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna touch real briefly here now um, on on the Evo two now. Oh, which which you know I don't know, Lauren. Do you have you know I know your 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 place is is an hotel dealer, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Have you heard anything as far as when you're gonna get those in? Uh, actually, to be honest, we're passing on the Evo too. Um, oh wow! Yeah, but we are going to go with the six uh, K Evo two. Um, okay. The the just the straight Evo two, like the, um, the frankly, AP. we don't we don't feel there's enough advantage to to even handling that compared to something like the Mavic uh, two Pro. Um, it it's way too much for most customers to do any kind of a video processing and stuff. So uh, we kind of put a feeler out in, in my group and uh, my group is pretty much local. We've got about 600 members there. And to be honest, there was really no interest in, in the, just the Evo two. It was the, it was the uh, Evo two six K with one inch sensor that drew a lot more attention. So, uh, we're, we're actually just going to bypass that because the the uh, one inch sensor one is only supposed to be two or three weeks behind it. So, okay, that's that's good because last I heard about um, from I have someone who had placed a pre order. Um, he had received an email that they wanted the balance. So uh, you know that indicates that delivery is imminent. I would think so. Um, you know that that's what I hear on on the AK. Um, Evo 2. So stay tuned. And, you know, as soon as we find out some information now, our good friend Candano, original Dobo, put out a video the other day on the Evo Duel, okay, which they're just kind of copying off off of DJI as far as the name is concerned. And that was a pretty good video that he put out, by the way. So you guys want to check that out. And I got to say this, because I had the Mavic 2 Duel and, you know, the, the thermal imaging, I mean, it, it was fantastic. It was I had it for a week, was able to test it, and you know it was it was fun. But the sharpness of the images from from that compared to the Evo Two uh, Dual are like night and day. The Evo Two Dual just crushes it. I mean, it's just it, the 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 and, and you need that sharpness and detail when you're using it for first responder type work. Whether you know you're you're looking at a structure that's on fire or trying to find a missing person in the middle of the night or day, you know, you need those kind of details, but you know, and, and I think Lauren will, will give a thumbs up. It's a, that's, that's a very pricey drone. You're not going to find a lot of consumers going out and buying an Autel Evo dual. Okay. Oh, because absolutely. No, no, no way. Cause like, um, the you're, you, if you're lucky, it's only going to be four to $5,000 less. Or, you know, so uh, I don't know. Yeah. Most people just don't have that kind of cash laying around. And realistically, it's it's a uh, uh, very specialized drone. And most people do not need thermal abilities. So it, 
unless you're really working in the industry, nice toy to have, but you better have a big wallet to do it. Close asking, what's the price of the duel? Uh, they told me at CES, Ron, eight thousand bucks. That's 8, what they told me at CES. Oh, Lauren has it. Oh, you got the chart. Lauren's got all the prices there. One second. <laughs> well, Lauren's looking uh, it up, Bill. Just keep talking. I'll jump in. Yeah. <laughs> While Lauren's looking that up, Bill, did you go to the Altel's website today? Is the is any is any Altel Evo two available for sale today? I did not go out to Autel's site today. I didn't have uh, okay. didn't have time. Right. So we don't we don't know or or check Best Buy or to see if anybody actually has it because we're, we're we were promised the end of March and today is by my watch today is the twenty fourth. So by the next time we do a show, Bill, it will be the thirty first of March. So they've got seven days to live up to what their promise. Yeah, and you know that's one thing that. Um, you know, we had talked about this offline, or I think we talked about it on, on Saturday on um, your special edition show that we had uh, that, you know, Autel really kind of needs to kind of like be on point here and get this drone out on time because, um, you know, they had they had the fault, big falter with the Evo. OK. And, you know, it comes out of CES, you know, the FCC uh, stuff comes out in February and then it was like crickets until June, late June, early July that year. And it was like, look how many sales that they had potentially lost as far as that was concerned. So, I mean, and, you and know, I brought the question, how many sales did they lose this year? If they dropped the ball again, they let them, they let DJI bring out the Mavic air to the Mavic, whatever they're calling it. What if they, what if DJI beats them out with that, with that, the new Mavic before they can drop the, uh, yeah, Eagles. that's, that's a real. That's that's a that's a real point there, Mark Ron. Uh, you know, I I hope they don't because I, I want to see Autel succeed because it helps DJ. It helps all of us when a company succeeds. It helps all of us. Lauren, what'd you get for your um, information? Actually, I do, I don't have the duel on there. So oh, okay. All no, right. Yeah, I've, I've got everything else, all kinds of parts and and accessories and stuff like that. But the duel's not on there yet. Well, Clint Pot, when we get that price, uh, we'll. You know, we'll, we'll contact you, and then you could use our one of our uh, uh, purchase links when you uh, hit that buy button. Well, like I said, Rob, they told me they told me at CES that it was going to be about eight thousand bucks. Yeah, you're you're right on that, Marcus. Yeah. Marcus, did, 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 did they, that I got as well. Did they give you a review unit at CES to uh, play with? Well, uh, I got to handle them. I didn't get to fly one, but <laughs> but they were flying, and and I'm sure Lauren saw this too. They were flying uh, the duel, and they had an example of that infrared uh, uh, camera, and it was the resolution on that thing was really impressive. You know how you look at most infrared pictures, and you just see a, a blob of a different color or whatever. This was very defined. You could you could see a lot now. And if you were in the construction industry, uh, for instance, you were working with a power company, and you're looking for hot spots. I can imagine that that would be very handy. Search and rescue, obviously. Uh, wow, they're always looking for that infrared when they're trying to find somebody out uh, someplace. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it, for for the right people, that thing is going to be good as gold. And that eight thousand bucks is probably uh, you know a reasonable price. Lauren, you had something you want to share? Uh, when we get to it. Okay. All right. 
Well, um, you know, the, the next subject that we're going to be talking about is, okay, I, I, I entitled it, The Mavic Mini is Still Hot. And, and I think th this is one thing I think we kind of, all four of us are in agreement, you know, it, it's, it's still one of these drones that even though it was introduced back in November, it's still, you know, you, I, I know, for instance, at the local Best Buy, you know, it's, you have to order it. Um, Lauren, how are sales for the Mini? We're backed up 75 orders right now. Oops, wow. That's, <laughs> that's because, because of the virus? Um, yeah, other right? circumstances that I can't quite talk about, but, uh, yeah, like today we had 10, 10 orders, for example, for the mini, you know, it's, it, it's slowing down, but not really that much. Not okay. Really that much. What I, what I want to do is this. Okay. Um, you know, we all know probably, and, and I think all of us would agree, probably the number one selling point on it, it's 249 grams. Okay. Now I, I want to go around to talk to all of us to see um, list a couple of other points why it's doing so well. Whoever wants to go first, jump right in. Well, so we, we can just go clockwise. How's that? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, well, uh, obviously the 249 grams with regulations that are upcoming, although it's probably going to be years before we see them more important in Canada right now, probably than it is here. Uh, but, the, the 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 main attraction of that drone for me is uh, that you've got a good long flight time with it. You're easily up in the air for 25 minutes with that drone with that lithium ion battery. Uh, and the the next thing is that compact size. It, it's just so easy to take that drone with you. So that and and, and I'm gonna. I'm going to make four points here. I just put them together in my head. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so the next thing is the the stability and precision of that drone. You know, we joke around about the the Zeno two or something. I mean, that Mavic Mini is in just a, a whole nother category. It is solid as a rock. It uh, even even in wind, so you can get it in the wind and you'll see it moving around. Now, if it's a strong enough wind, it can blow it away, but I'm saying if it's in a wind that it can cope with, it still holds its position. The other thing is, is the handling of it. Finally, the last point I want to make is a camera on that drone that punches way above its weight class. It's a 2.7K camera. The, oh, yeah. the fidelity on that camera is just not, it's just so impressive. Ron. Thank you, Marcus. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo what Tony uh, Tony Fast said in the chat here. I mean, uh, when I purchased the Mavic the Mavic Mini, the 249 grams, you know, didn't mean much to me at all. Whatever. I mean, way down the list of whatever. Just because I, you know, um, I mean, the law we didn't have that law yet, and that and even here it's proposed it won't be here for three years, and I'll have the Mavic Mini two by then anyways so it didn't mean anything to me but um, I, but but size did matter size does matter and the fact that it was so small but still had that image quality and you know had that flight ability i mean it basically as far as precision flying it flies almost like a, like its bigger brother mavics um you know in that small compact form and yes it didn't have the 4k everybody wanted 4k whatever but um as Mark has alluded to, the video of that thing 
is still terrific, especially at the price point. I talked about the Xeno 2 being a tail two stage with the camera. The Xeno 2 camera is better if you're face away from the sun, but the Xeno, I mean, the little the little uh, Mavic Mini is definitely a better drone when it's facing the sun. Uh, it, its camera handles ex uh, bright exposure to the sun much better than the, uh, the Xeno 2 does. So, um, and it takes a, a great picture also. The JPEGs are, 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 are solid out of it too. I mean, more than solid, really good. So so for me, it was camera, but I mean size and not only size, I mean the uh, Spark was small too, but Spark also had that 12 minutes of flight time where this Mavic Mini, it has a flight time you get from your bigger drone. So um, that that's one of the more important things, uh, you know, to me as well. So, um, you know, the kind of, you know, wrap it up. It's just the type of, it, it's, it's so small. You can take it any place with you. Even if you're taking a light bag, a light pouch or whatever, it can go, it can get a quality image. So um, what do you think, Lauren? Are you, do you, are you a Mavic Mini owner and are you a happy Mavic Mini owner? Oh, absolutely. Uh, like we've done some, actually some commercial work using the Mavic Mini because uh, it, absolutely punches out of its weight class when it comes to doing things like night night video uh with very minimal amount of lighting it is just amazing how much quality you get right out of the drone no post processing or anything like that and bill if you share my screen for a second sure thing okay as uh, on this weekend i was teaching a class and um Ron, you were talking about shooting into the sun. This was done. This shot was done with a Mavic Mini, and as you can see, the sun is a really big part of that. Mm -hmm. It was uh, actually what I call a uh, forced HDR shot. Uh, <laughs> but as you can see, like the sun didn't totally blow out the whole picture, mm -hmm. and you know that's one of the amazing things with it, and. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to go to the next one here because, again, we're, we're facing the sun, and this is a shot that I did. And as you can see, again, doing a forced HDR shot, um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that picture. There's something wrong with the ground, though, there, Lauren. There's a bunch of white stuff on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, th I think the clouds got dander for something. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe it was spring last weekend too, right? Well, it was, you know, it, it's like I always say, you know, I, I sure hope that uh, when summer rolls around this year, it falls on a weekend, you know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and thanks for sharing that, Lauren. That, that's fantastic. Yeah, great photos, Lauren. Those yeah. are fantastic. And, you know, that's one of the things, you know, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take my turn here. Um, one of the things that 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 camera or the drone is underrated for is is still pictures you know so many times you know and and all of us would agree you know the first thing we think about is the quality of the video that we get from a drone but you know we don't really think about the jpegs or the or the, or the stills that we get from it and <laughs> this drone kicks butt with still pictures i mean it's just it, it's something you don't realize it until you get up there and you start taking some still pictures and you know and, and i'll tell you what and Ron will probably attest to it being that, you know, I'll call him for lack of a better term, a semi-professional photographer. You know, it takes a lot of patience to capture a great shot. 
Uh, you know, all of us would agree with that, and especially, you know, if like if you're going after a sunset, you know, your timing has to be right. You have to be at the right angle uh, to catch the sun and reflections and everything. And fortunately, I, I've been right. And, and also fortunately, too, I think I think DJI has compensated quite a bit in, in, in some of these terms and especially. But, you know, one of the best sunsets I ever captured was was with the Mavic Mini. And that was last December. And, you know, it was just the sky was like this red, orange, pink hue back, bluish hue back there. And the mini just, it just exploded when I came back. And it was one of those ones where, you know, one, one of the other things that I really like besides taking pictures with it is its ease of being able to get that thing up in the air. You know, even with, even with the mini, even with my Mavic 2 Pro and the smart controller, okay, I've been able to get my mini up faster, okay? It's just, it's just for me, it's just like, woo, woo, woo. You know, my wife says, you know, you may want to go out there and catch this, you know, and I just come home from work. I dropped my bag. I grabbed the mini. I grabbed the controller, got my phone. I was out the door and I was up and going in like three or four minutes because, you know, again, timing was everything with this. And I got up and, and that was one of these sunsets that you, you die for because, you know, it, it's just the way the sun was reflecting and the colors and everything. It was just fantastic. And I think for me, one of the things that I absolutely love about it is its portability because uh, I was able to. I didn't have the GPC case at the time, but when we went up to Ohio in November, I used the case that came with a Flymore kit and I put it in my overnight bag. And gosh darn it, it was so easy to take on a trip. I mean, it fit in my overnight bag. It was fantastic. And and what a great what a great experience it was. You know, I, I got the drone up and I got a selfie with my granddaughter in it and all of us. I mean, that that was just absolutely fantastic. So, you know, those are kind of my thoughts about this. And I want to pose another question to everybody in the group. And, you know, we'll start out again with, with Marcus here is what one feature would you like to have seen added to the Mavic Mini that's not present there, whether it's software or hardware? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to stay away from hardware and I'll tell you why, because it, it, there's they could not add any hardware to it because of that 249 gram weight restriction so you know you're you're tempted to say obstacle avoidance but obviously that's hardware and you know they struggled to get the weight as as light as they did so uh that puts us into the software realm and you know it, it would be handy if it had a tracking function on it uh i think particularly for the audience that that drone well i i, I hear you lauren i understand i understand your perspective completely but I, what I'm saying is if I'm thinking about the customer base that that drone is aimed at, you know, it's it's somebody that's out there on their bicycle or something like that, then they may, they may want the drone to uh, track them a little bit. And you would think that that would be something that perhaps they could do with software. Although I, I keep thinking that maybe the drone does not have enough processing power to do that. I don't know. So anyway, that's that's my two bits, Ron. Um, yeah, um, I'm, I wanted what well, I wanted to uh, say something to you about before I get to that feature. That you know about the minis, such a such a good you know drone. That the, if the only two drones I own were the the Mavic Two Pro and the Mini, that would kind of complete. I would probably have everything I really needed just just owning those two drones. They they cover 
everything that kind of I, I want to do. So that would be like the perfect tandem. Plus, if you went on a, a, a trip, like, you know, a once-in-a-lifetime trip to Hawaii or someplace like that, you could actually fit both those drones in your in your, in your your bag and, and take them both with you so you had a backup drone, which is, you know, which is kind of a nice thing. You can't say about a whole lot of drones. But back to um, your question, Bill, um, and, and Marcus, what you, you said you, you wanted better um, intelligent flight features as far tracking. as tracking, yeah. And I'm going to say um, in um, – well, what you can't pick your weight balance on the uh, mini, is that correct, Marcus? Oh, that's a good point. That's a good one, Juan. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna. That, that's kind of given. I'm gonna say the white balance feature, and maybe on the photos, may, maybe you know, let us do a DNG photo or whatever, rather than just a JPEG or whatever. I, I think those two are, are reasonable. That they're not either, not either one's gonna be that intensive processing. That you know, it's gonna blow the. The little minis processor up, uh, so that, that, that's my one and a half uh, uh, update. We're going to throw it back to Marcus before we throw it to Lauren. Uh, no, uh, well, I'm just saying, I take back my uh, suggestion. I'm going with Ron's. Oh, oh, I, I, uh, he, he's, he's voting my way now. It's like I, I've, it's like but, we're back to politics. I've, I've got, you know, Marcus, you're too easy. Marcus, yeah, you're too yeah. easy. You're not stand up for yourself. <laughs> but, but, but we're going to throw it over to our candidate from Canada, Lauren, here, and, and see what platform he's uh, going to go with tonight. Well, actually, uh, I'm going to look at the dark side. Oh. Uh, if Bill wants to share my screen for me again. Yes, oh. I can. Let's. Uh, anyway, Hyle uh, and I were talking last night, and, and just out of pure coincidence, uh, Josh Spires, for, uh, who also writes for uh, Drone DJ, uh, a actually put up an ar uh, article the following morning, and we're starting to see a little bit more of this, and where the front blades are actually hitting the body. Oh, no. And... Um, highest question to me was, is this something that's happening on a regular uh, basis? And as far as I've been able to tell from my sources, it's it's usually only happening with, with very aggressive flying. And it's not something that most people will come across, but it is still an issue. Um, is this something that DGI can fix? Uh, no. And that is because it's a physical design. However, um, they may be able to fix that with something along the lines of a little bit stiffer propeller. Uh, every case that I've done a review on, it has been either in sport mode or just flat out very, very aggressive flying in, in regular GPS mode. Uh, that being said, that's probably the biggest downside that uh, that I have seen so far. Um, and I, I honestly, I love the drone for what it is. Uh, for you guys, the 250 doesn't mean much. Uh, in other countries, such as Canada, there is no need to license the drone. There's no need to uh, have a license to fly the drone. It gets around all of our... Uh, aviation regulations uh, with the exception of one, which basically means don't fly like an idiot. <laughs> That's <laughs> you know, a heck of a regulation. Well, it, it left it, me out. <laughs> it, it, basically, <laughs> it basically, you don't uh, you don't fly to endanger aircraft or people. 
which like i mean that's pretty much like i say don't fly like an idiot but but that's been one of the huge huge selling points for us up here your, your guys's regulation is a little bit different in the fact that you're under 250s still have to follow all the regulations you just don't have to register correct yeah, yeah that's right. But you know, here, they don't have to register them. You don't have a have to have a license. It falls into what we call our toy class. So that that's why we we keep selling them just like hotcakes. But, and, you, and I can see why. And you know, it's it's like I said at Best Buy. You know, you can't walk in and pick one up off the shelf. I mean, it's I I find that pretty amazing. You know, even you know now it's it's how many months since past November, and and it's still like that here, which I think is great. And you know, I, I really got to echo what Ron and Marcus said about the white balance issue. And that would probably be my second thing. Okay. One of the things I would like to see, and it's not a hard, it's not, believe it or not, it's not a hardware thing, but I would really like to have seen hyperlapse. Okay. Right. Uh, you know, being able, you know, like when Ron and I were at North Reddington beach and the hyperlapse that I got from there was just phenomenal. And, you know, I was able you know, uh, you know, I was going, you know, it was going super slow because it was in hyperlapse and, and, you know, and I made sure of that and, and just, you know, just what I got from that was just phenomenal. I mean, that's, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get a better sunset with a hyperlapse than what I got when we were at Reddington Beach. It was just so good. And, and again, the portability factor with this too, you know, it, it's like, you know, you could be, you can go out to dinner and next thing you know, Hey, let's go to the beach and fly. You know, it's like zip, 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 boom. You're up. I mean, you know, it's like with, when you have the Mavic two, you know, it's a little more, I won't use the word obvious, but you know, it takes some more maneuvering around to do that. So, I mean, they're just, you know, I'll, there's, that's a huge plus for me. You know, again, you know, for me, that portability factor with the mini is just, is just off the charts. Hey, 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 Bill. Guess what? Uh, under five hundred dollar drone uh, has a hy hyperlapse. What under five? Uh, let me guess. The Anafi. The Zeno two. The Zeno two has, has hyperlapse at 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 all at uh, you know at at a low price point. So when you get that Zeno two, you can uh, practice your practice up on your beach hyperlapses on a budget. I sure will. I mean, well, uh, unfortunately. We hear, and, and, and I haven't haven't substantiated, the beaches are, are closed. You're not allowed to go to the beach. So, oh, um, oh. well, what if you flew to what if you flew to the beach from uh, from uh, a park or a parking lot? Well, you know, if if I were if I were a a bad boy and to break the FAA rules, I could actually. It's about five miles to a beach. Is uh, you know towards the west. I mean, if if I was a bad boy and. And, and decided to do a long range test um, of the Mavic 2, but I, I'm not a bad boy, so I don't do those. Well, things. if you have good eyes, it could be line of sight if you had like Kent Clark Superman type vision. That's true. That's very true. Well, you know, um, <laughs> I'm not even going to go there as far as that's concerned. Um, guys, we, we've had a, I really like this talk about the Mavic Mini because, um, you know, and, and I'll say this. You know, one of the other things that I know why it's so popular is, you know, and I know Marcus and Ron are admins in my Mavic Mini group. You know, we get 30, 35 people sometimes a day join that mini group. I and mean, it's just it's just off the charts, the number of people that join that group every day. You know, and the other group that's like that, too, is the, is the Mavic 2 group. But but the mini group, I mean, it just seems really it's just been a constant influx of people and and people really have been very good 
and sharing ideas and, and good things in there. And I really like to see that. So, um, you know, I thought this was a great discussion to have. You know, it's still a fantastic drone. It's something I think all four of us would highly recommend, uh, you know, without without batting an eyelash. You know, it's it's in and as far as, you know, and the other thing that I wanted to touch on before we kind of wrap things up is I really like the app. Okay. The the app was was, you know, when you look at the DJI Go 4 app, okay, it's a good app, but as we've discussed before, you know, you have to go down some menus to get some things. And, you know, especially for a flyer, a first-time drone owner, that's like, oh, where's the compass calibration? Oh, where where's the where's the gimbal calibration? Oh, how do I how do I set white balance? You know, you know, all these questions. It's 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 super easy on the DJI Fly app. I mean, it's everything is right there. Um, I really like when you're doing an auto takeoff or an auto, you know, or return to home, you, you have to hold that button and make sure that in in it, in it, you know, that circle completes for you to do that. And, um, you know, it's just, I think it's a, it's a very clean interface. It's easy to read. It's easy to understand. And I know Marcus knows about this too. You know, the only beep that I have with that is the colors of the letters on there, because sometimes they are super hard to see if you have a bright day out there or against the cloud or against the clouds. So. Spot on. Bill. All right. Well, you know, we're going to kind of wrap things up here and I'm going to go around and, you know, we'll go, go again clockwise with, with some final thoughts and anything you'd like to share. Marcus, take it away. Hey, thank you for that, Bill. Uh, final thoughts are going to be like they've been for the past few days. Hey, listen, everybody is under stress right now with this COVID-19 thing. People are out of work. Let's have fun with these drones, and, and that gives us a little bit of diversion uh, from it. Remember to be kind to your neighbor and everybody around you. If you're tempted to flame somebody on Facebook or something, don't do it. We're all under stress right now. Just let, let's all just take care of each other. The other big shout out I want to give is today I did go to the grocery store this morning. We needed to pick up some stuff. And, and, and that is for the supply chain that we have in the United States of America. The grocery store shelves are, are full. Of course, there's a few things that we've all been talking about, like, you know, disinfectant wipes and toilet paper. Those shelves are empty. But as far as food, nobody's going to go hungry. So uh, a shout out to all the truck drivers, all the grocery store workers, let alone all of our medical personnel uh that are taking care of us right now and uh didn't want to get too corny there but uh, but but it's the truth and it's how i feel ron go ahead um yeah, my thoughts are uh as much as i'm talking about how great the the mavic mini is i haven't flown a thing i can't remember when um you it's just not a winter time drone for me here at the jersey shore because of the winds off the ocean it's not a good wind fighter i tend to fly some of my my more robust drones like uh the mavic 2 and even the um the scudio 2 is a very robust drone in the air has no problem handling strong uh gale force like winds and the newest guy in the collection the the uh the hubson zeta 2 is one of the best wind fighters at all um Marcus had an incident uh, a while back with his Mavic Mini where he almost lost the wind out to Snake River Canyon. And we talked that that would have been the Hupsa Zeno 2. It wouldn't have even been 
close. It, it had been right back, uh, uh, whatever. So the, the mini lacks a little horsepower. So again, for people living a, in a cold winter climate, and I shouldn't even say it because poor Lauren's the one with the cold winter climate. I don't know if he has, <laughs> I don't know if he's got the breezes like we do at the Jersey shore, but, uh, <laughs> You know, uh, and the, you know, but but the summertime, the mini will be my summertime go-to. And I have another thought for you guys. Uh, uh, what if what if Hupson came out with a a, a Zeno mini, Hupson like you know Z, uh, Zeno two mini? Th that would be something, huh? Hell, I'd buy it, Ron. Sight unseen, <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's uh, already, I hold it up here. <laughs> Gear, Gearbest already has them in stock, but, yeah, but pre-order, Bill. But 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 they'll they'll take six months to get here <laughs> if you're lucky. These uh, things take a long time to get here. I think um, I, I don't know if you guys seen this. You guys are all familiar with the DJI, the Osmo Pocket. It's a small camera with a gimbal on it. Well, Femi, the the, the famous uh, drone making company, they make a bunch of camera stuff too. Uh, the traditionally sold on gear, best, bad, and good. They're making like a little clone called the Femi Palm that actually has built-in Wi-Fi and some of the things that people clamored for out of the uh, original Osmo Pocket. And it's it's like I pre-ordered it, again, way back, like uh, you will say ja beginning of January, but I think it's actually starting to ship now. So I may have it in my hands in a, in a few weeks. So we'll be putting that through the paces to see how good it is. Does it really compare to the... Um, Osmo Pocket, or is it just like a cheap knockoff? So that'll be coming up soon. And I, I, I Marcus made a lot of great sentiments out there for the virus, and everything. So I'm gonna keep my short. Just everybody out there, stay safe. Um, you know, virus free. Just try the file, whatever your government, local government is advising. You know, just again, just keep yourself safe and all the people around you safe too. Lauren, let's hear your final thoughts for the night. Well, I will reiterate what you guys said is, you know, we're all in this together. So uh, let's stay safe and not just protect yourself, but protect those around you, whether you love them or not. <laughs> just, you know, be nice. And on that note, I'm going to ask Bill to share my screen again when he gets a second there. I sure can. I just wanted to say I had a wonderful weekend. Um I was out flying four drones that day. I was flying a Mavic Mini and a Mavic 2 Pro. Uh, some of you guys might be familiar with this one. It's the M210 RTK. Um, and part of the reason I wanted to show this was because of uh, Bron, uh, Ron's comment about the, the snow. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we were out flying. There's a few of us from our group, so... Uh, so flying the 210 as well as the Inspire 2. And um, I got to say, there's no better medicine for when you're, when you're in this situation than just to get out and fly. And we, we got out there. There's uh, about five or six of us out there. And we just had a blast. And... We honestly, the only reason we shut it down it was too many people started showing up and we couldn't do our social distancing. <laughs> but anyways, get out there and fly when you can. Everybody be safe. And I sure hope that uh, we all come together and uh, help each other out. Lauren and Ron and Marcus, thank you so much for, for, those, for those words. Um, first of all, uh, my first thing is I want to thank Metro Jones for their um, their support of the channel. Um, you absolutely rock. 
Um, you've been a fantastic subscriber and a great friend and uh, the channel and not only our channel, but Ron's and Marcus's as well. And we thank you very much for that. Um, you know, one of the things I want to say is, um, you know, I'll, I'll keep this very brief. Um, before Mr. Rogers made it, um, made it on the big time and had Mr. Rogers neighborhood, he ran a local show in the Pittsburgh area and it was on public television. And one of the, and it was, it was a precursor to the Mr. Rogers show. But anyway, he would, he would have guests on every now and then. And one of the guests that he had on was a local art teacher who showed him how to do several art projects um, for, 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 for young, young people. And that happened to be my father. Um, unfortunately, um, uh, one day I'm going to search through the University of Pittsburgh archives because, um, as you know, back in the day, there was no such thing as videotape and they would have to actually film this via 16 millimeter to actually capture this. So, and someone told me that I would need to search through the University of Pittsburgh archives to do that. And one day I'm going to do that because, um, you know, um, my dad got, wrote several letters and got several letters back from, from Fred Rogers and, um, he had, he had one thing to say. He said, in order to be successful at life, the first rule, always be kind. The second rule, always be kind. And the third rule, always be kind. And, you know, in a time like this, um, you know, put politics aside. You know, it doesn't matter right now. It's time to be kind to everybody. And if you can do so with proper social distancing, please do so. Um, you know, there's a lot of seniors that, that could need help. And if you're able to do so safely, and, and to be able to follow what your government says, by all means, do that. Um, you know, an, another word of, of encouragement too, and, and I've been seeing a lot of people have been talking about this, is if there's a favorite restaurant that you patronize, especially a, a locally owned one that has gift certificates, go online and buy some gift certificates from them. Um, you know, that's a huge way to let them know that you're still caring and that you will patronize them. If they have email addresses or Facebook pages, leave some messages of encouragement out there. And again, for small businesses, because this is impacting everybody. It's just not, you know, th this, unfortunately, um, you know, it really is the invisible enemy. We can't see it, but it's out there. And, you know, if we follow these things, you know, we'll get through this together. And I also have to echo what Marcus says. We have an incredible supply chain and I'm very proud of the company that I work for, Publix. I saw it demonstrated, you know, with, with hurricanes and, and, and their, their plan has been in place. And this is like an elongated hurricane for them. And their distribution centers are running 24-7. We have seven of them, um, you know, up and down the East Coast. Um, you know, they're, they're nonstop. Their employees, um, you know, I talked to a store manager the other day. He said he had several drop out, not because they were sick, just from sheer exhaustion. And so that's why they they have they have like kind of reduced the hours in the store, closing it early to not only give them time to clean the store and to restock, but to give employees a chance to get get a break and get some rest. So um, and also to our 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 frontline people, you know, our, you know, our, our first responders, um, you know, our you know, our, our medical professionals, our doctors and our nurses, especially my mother was a registered nurse for almost almost over 40 years. Um, you know, these people are on the front lines dealing with this and, you know, spending time away from their families. Um, and do remember them and do keep them in your thoughts and prayers. And I think Lauren kind of kind of encapsulated things is, you know, with all this going on, with all this being said, when you push those sticks in and you hit that throttle up and you're up in the air, 
you know, it's a great way to escape from all this. And if you're able to do so without, you know, breaking any rules or violating anything, go for it. You know, uh, take that time to do that because, you know, it's, it's, it's a way of, of escape. And it's something that provides a relief from all, all of this, um, you know, drama that we're having right now. And it is unfortunately drama, but we will get through this. We will get, we will, we will, we will be stronger and we will be better because of it, you know, and I'm just not talking about the United States. I'm talking, talking the world. Okay. And, you know, this is another rallying point, I think for the whole world to come together and say, you know, we're going to beat this thing. So with all that being said, you know, remember, you know, it's never been so more important as it is now. It's a great day to fly guys. And it really is. I hope everybody has a great rest of your evening. Be safe and take care. Okay. In episode 56, I hosted Rotor Talk Live, Xeno 2 Surprise, Autel Update, DJ and DJI Release. Now join Ron Braun, Marcus Crawford, Lauren Donauer, and myself as we discussed a number of items regarding the Xeno 2, including a significant firmware update. We discussed the latest news from Autel and if this will impact the release of the Evo 2. And we also discussed DJI's upcoming release. Plus, we had a Xeno 2 Surprise that you didn't want to miss. So without any further ado, let's roll that clip in its entirety. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Rotor Talk Live, Season 3, Episode 13, Xeno 2 Surprises, uh, Autel News, and DJI Release News. Hope everybody's doing well tonight. We're going to talk about, we'll spend some time later, in the very last part of the episode, talking about the big news today. But I want to focus a lot of this time on talking about drones here. Now, you're looking at an empty chair for Marcus, and let me explain why it's an empty chair. Um, right before we went live, they had an earthquake. Um, his desk was shaking, his chair was shaking, uh, the computer monitor was shaking, everything was shaking. He and his wife stood in the doorway. He's going out to check things, and then he's gonna get back to us, but he wanted to leave his camera on in case you know, um, something happens. So, um, Ron, how are you this evening? I'm doing very well, Bill. Uh, you know, we're, uh, you know, locked down here in New Jersey. Uh, we're, you know, we're really going, only going out for like, you know, groceries and medicines and so on. But, uh, my town is still pretty safe at this point. Um, I know people hear a lot of bad things about New Jersey, but it's still kind of in mostly in North Jersey, but you know, we have to stay inside so it doesn't get down here. And, uh, social distance but otherwise i'm you know looking forward to a good night talking about drones i heard you have a little surprise for us tonight so i want to tell you know, anybody's in the chat don't go anyplace you may miss something uh lauren how are you doing tonight not too bad not too bad uh wasn't a good uh weekend for me i lost a friend of mine to COVID on on friday uh he lives in new york so uh it's kind of a somber weekend and rather unfortunate that uh, because of everything that is going on that uh, I wouldn't even be able to attend his funeral. So it's uh, kind of a sad thing, but, you know, it's a matter of everybody's got to pull together and let's let's make this a shorter event rather than a longer event. You know, fo follow the directions that you're getting and, um, you know, social distancing is going to be a big part of it. And if everybody can do that, you know, it's it's going to be a short-term pain for a long-term gain. So um, hopefully everybody does their part. Absolutely. 
And um, Ted Bowman's in the chat. You remember Ted um, lives um, in the same town as Marcus, and he just said in the chat, one picture fell. Yes, earthquake here, no damage. I can see at my house. So, um, so that's good. So if you can remember Marcus and, and Ted and all the good folks up in Idaho right now, I mean, you know, the last thing you need, um, you know, I know uh, back up in the um, where I grew up over over in western Pennsylvania and Ohio, they just had a recent bout with some tornadoes coming through. And it's just like, OK, you know, on top of everything else, this is like the last thing you need with that, with, with, with the pandemic going on. But we're going to move forward here. We're going to focus on drones for a while tonight. Try to get um, everybody, you know, tr try to try to bring a little bit of smiles on your face. OK, now the first piece of piece of news Ron told me last night on on um, Zeno Nation, which was was which was Scotty O2 Nation last night. Um, some news about uh, firmware update for the Zeno 2. So if you could take that away, Ron, that'd be great. Uh, thank you, Bill. Uh, yes, um, I woke up Monday morning and I saw my uh, on my iPhone. The iOS had an update for the uh, Upson 2 app. So I downloaded the app and it said that the two big things that were new were it had um, you, the other filing mode. It already had the filing mode where you draw the box over somebody and it files them. But now it added the other filing mode where it files the GPS and transmitter, which Zeno 1 had. So it was kind of surprising that Zeno 2 didn't have that out from the get-go, but it has it now. It, no, I haven't tested any of this yet. And it also added a feature that I think only DJI drones had in the past. It had YouTube live YouTube streaming built into the app on the drone, which I said I think has been a, a DJI only feature at this point. Now I did try to test that in the house, and I had very limited success in getting it to work. But uh, <laughs> we'll see in the future. And uh, Jaybird just reported in chat here that the firmware update has caused some FPV issues again. Something I haven't had to test it yet, so that's something to, to look for. But the big news is Marcus is back. Marcus, what is the what is the report on the earthquake? Any damage? Uh, so I just went out and checked my gas line, and uh, my neighbor is 87 years old, so I went and checked his gas line. So no leaks, uh, and it's fine. But it was a significant uh, earthquake. I mean, I I can't see like in my neighborhood. I can't see any physical damage, right? But trust me, you guys watched it live. Yeah, we did. Ron and I saw it live. Well, Ted, that, Dr. Ted was on, and he was saying a picture fell at his house. Um, yeah. No apparent damage over there. So it's like, good Lord. I was just saying right before you came on, it's like, you know, the last thing you guys need or anyone needs is to Anybody have a disaster during this right now. I mean, it's like, okay, yeah. stop for a while, okay? Let, let, us, let us get our bearings, and then, you know, whatever yeah. but wow so now, of course the local news is lit up uh pretty heavy but uh but i'll tell you it, it was i knew immediately what it was because you could feel it it wasn't a truck driving by right yeah <laughs> no we could see ron and i could see i mean you know his monitor was moving the the chair was moving the the, the bookcase was moving i mean it was you know it was a real deal i mean yeah. it, you know, it wasn't it wasn't something on a Hollywood sound set. I mean, it, it was the real deal kind of thing. And wow. We don't know how strong it, it is yet or where even the epicenter is. So it could be worse someplace else, right? I mean, yeah, we could have been on, on the edge of, of something, but uh, it'll get your heart pumping, let me tell you that. And you guys heard me. I'm, 
I was yeah. downstairs and I got her up and we stood in the, you know, they'd say the strongest places within a doorway. So I, I grabbed her and we stood in the middle of the doorway till the shaking stopped. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, damn. I, I've been through one, I used to live in Seattle and uh, and I've been through, a, a, was a fairly significant earthquake uh, in, in Seattle. But it was a very different experience than this one. That one was more like an explosion. This was a continual shaking. So, uh, wow, interesting stuff. Well, you know, it's just like it's just like here, here, here we go. I mean, we just, just, just uh, hope everything, everything's fine for you guys. Wow, that's just like on on top of everything else. I mean, this yeah, you just got to keep going. What what next? You know, yeah, what's next? You know, it's it's yeah. it's it's like. I don't know. Well, Ron just told us about, and you know, just just to catch you up, Ron was talking to us about the new firmware update for the Xeno Two, and having the ability to live stream to YouTube. But in the chat, Jaybird Drone put something to the effect like it's causing some FPV issues, um, which is very interesting. Martin, did you do your firmware update? For that I have I have not updated it yet, and okay. that was on my agenda today, and I. I just did get around to uh, doing it, so I hope to do so. Hope to get that done uh, uh, soon, and I'll report back on whether I see any issues with it. But uh, it, I, I'm just tickled that that Hubson is pushing these updates out and uh, you know working. Also, Ted Bowman is now saying uh, 6.4 is what he's hearing reported. Oh. It, it felt like all of that. I, I have to wow. Two earthquakes before. It felt every bit of that. So, uh, wow. yeah. Well, Marcus, when you when you do your report or the update, do it live from the uh, live streaming app on the drone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Marcus. How come you didn't have the drone out there to show us? You know. <laughs> well, well, it was live on the pre-show. Uh, Bill and Bill has it recorded, so maybe he can send me a copy of that recording when he's. That's true. I'd love to see it too. <laughs> Hey, hey, Bill, before we get this lost, uh, Ron, Ronald Levesque's in here, and he's saying three people reported getting their Evo 2 from China today. Yeah, I saw that. That's very, very interesting. We we're going to talk about that coming up here. So, um, wow. I'm just, I'm kind of amazed with that. So, a lot going on tonight, Bill. Yeah, yeah we do. We got, have we got earthquakes. We got, we got Zeta 2 streaming live from YouTube. We got Evo 2s here. I mean, this is a big show. Well, you know, it, it's like it kind of reminds, and, and Ron, Ron was on the night that that I got swatted, okay. And Ron sees he thought it was an EMT, but it was a sheriff's deputy walking past the door over there uh, when we got swatted that one night. Which he stuck was, his head at the door and looked around or whatever, and uh, I don't know what was going on. I thought he was like Bill was getting invaded or something. That's a night I'm never gonna forget. Okay, that that was just that that was just. Uber, Uber. I mean, it's 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 in the archives. I think it happened. It, last. It's the shortest uh, uh, Rotor Talk live ever. We probably didn't get 15 minutes on the air, did we? Yeah, we probably got 15, 20 minutes, and then I said, "Ron, can you take over?" This Valerie came and got me, and then there's six sheriff's deputies in the house, and, and and I'm like, "Okay, what's going on here?" And they said, "Well, we got a 911 call that a man was stabbing his wife at, at this address," and I'm like, "Oh dear God in heaven!" Well. To, to keep a long story short, the our, our neighbor next door, they went to their house first because they, they couldn't triangulate the signal exactly where it came from. He answered the door instead of his wife. 
They drew their guns on him and asked, where's your wife? She's in the bedroom. I'll go get her. No, you stay there. We'll get her. Okay. And then they came over to our house because of this. And, you know, it, it was just, it, it was just incredible. I don't have any other words other than the word incredible for that. But, um, you know, there's some people with some, you know, devious minds and all that kind of good stuff. And um, just know that that's a federal offense and it's, it's punishable by um, imprisonment for life. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's one of those things to anybody who's thinking about maybe trying to do something like that. So anyway, no, it's, it's a shame you didn't have a mobile camera and you could have followed that, all that action going through the house. That would have been the highest rated River talk live of all time or whatever. I'd have gotten, I'd have gotten half a million views on that. Right. I'd have been another Casey Neistat. You, I mean, you would have, no, nobody would have topped that. You know, the, the police looking all over the house for the, uh, for the husband murderer. And Casey would have Casey would have be would be pinging me asking me if he could come on the show, okay? Right, right, or for some tips, or for some tips, drone tips, okay? Now, you know, we have a surprise tonight, all right? You know, and I wanted to, you know, and, and I debated about this and what I was going to do, and 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 I came to the conclusion that I said, you know what, you know, we have a lot going on right now, but totally have a lot going on right now. I thought I'd do something live that I've never done before. Okay. What's that, Bill? Where's the drum roll? We don't, we don't have special effects on this show. Yeah. We are going to be doing an unboxing of the Zeno 2 live right now. Okay. Is that the real Zeno? Is that a real Zeno 2? That is a real Zeno 2. Okay. Now, this is the I haven't even, you know, the, the seal The seal was, was, was broken, but that's it. Okay. I, I haven't. Uh, than mine what's that your box looks different than mine well i got the case well he got the fly more oh bill went all, bill I got, went the all out. got the fly more edition <laughs> let's see what goodies are in here okay nice little nice little hubs and tag it's actually a pretty good case it's like a fake leather which which is actually pretty nice and there she is in all her glory okay oh, wow there, there, there she is what a beauty. Bill, Bill, does that shoot 4K60? That shoots 4K60, Ron. Wow. Where's yours, Ron? She's right back here. Updated to the latest software. Updated. And there's the there's the sensors on the bottom. Yeah, there's there's those there's those sensors, just like DGI. Here's mine. What other goodies we have in here? Okay, we have a have the controller here. Bill, nice does that, does, does that have removable sticks just like the DJI drones? It has removable sticks, Ron, just like a DJI drone, okay? And we have the obligatory instructions. Can you Which read them without a microscope? Uh, actually, I probably can, yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's kind of amazing here. And they also list all the parts and accessories here, too, when you need to order something that will take probably six months to get here. Well, you will, you will need to order part eventually. All right. <laughs> Nothing like confidence, Ron. <laughs> well, what's nice in, in here, in this bag, there's a lot of straps in here. Here's the, here's the second battery. That's a good size battery, Bill. That is a very how good many, size how battery. How many cells, Bill? I don't know. Let's take a look here and see. Okay. I do need a magnifying glass. It's 3,800 milliamps, 15.2 uh, volts. Bill, that looks like a smart battery. 
That looks like one of those DJI smart batteries to me. It, it sure does. Here's the here's all the four one one. That's a battery. that's a big boy four cell battery, Bill. See what other kind of goodies do we have down here? Spare props. Always need those extra props. Well, on the mini for sure. <laughs> we'll get to we'll get to that in later, folks. Okay, now now this is kind of funny here because I was told that this has a US plug on it. Remember, guys? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was told that this was gonna be an EU plug that I was gonna and I bought an adapter off of eBay. Well, I don't need that adapter now. Well, guess what, Bill? If you buy enough drones, eventually somebody's gonna send you one where you need that EU adapter, so don't bury that too deep. Oh, I'm not. And here's the uh Here's the cable for the uh which one do you need the you the USB C? Yes. It should be in there. Oh yeah, here's all here's all the goodies here. All your connectors. All the connectors. Everything just like just like a DJI drone. Just like a DJI drone. Everything's here. Look at this. Nice. Oh, there's is that your USB uh is that micro USB charging? You know, what is oh this yeah, this go this goes to the battery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That right. goes to the battery. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. you, get a, you get a real battery charger this time, not that little thing you got with the Xeno 1. What would you call that battery charger we got with the Xeno 1, Marcus? A waste of money? Uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> it, it was a balanced charger, but it, it, it wasn't much. That's Fluid grade. And, you know, another, and another set of props here. So, Bill, Oh, Bill this, really got the deluxe package. Yeah. You know, this. i tell you what, for, for all you have to say about it, this is a this is a decent case, okay, and everything fit in here very well. All right, I was pretty impressed with with the the, the case itself, and there's a nice little Hubson logo on the case, okay, and then a, a nice little Hubson tag on the case, okay, look at that like a professional. Oh, it looks good. It really does look good. Fine leather. Now, Bill, that could be a good travel kit. Yes, it sure can. I mean, it's 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 almost it's a little bit bigger. I would say it's like twice the size of like um. A shaving kit you would take over on an, in an overnight bag, um, but the quality, the build quality on this. I mean, I'm still pretty impressed with the build quality on this. I think it's pretty good. They have a couple of they have a mesh pocket out here on both sides. No, on one side. Yeah, no, it's on both sides. They have mesh pockets. So you could put like your cleaning cloths and things like that in there. You may need. Well, I can put my um, Anafi filters that I got off of oh, Amazon. Yeah. Yes, indeed. No, I no, no, no. I got B and H photo. B and H photo. Stay corrected. B and H photo. Now, Bill, so, don't forget to do the firmware update for that case. Also, I want to do a firmware update for the case. I'm also going to do a firmware update for for the charger. Okay, and then I'm going to do a firmware update for all the cables too. Yeah. Get hey, all. Guys, get all wife, the cables. My wife just uh, walked in and told me it was a six point three. Okay. What did Dr. Ted report earlier? I think he said six point four. Yeah. Okay. Evidently, she heard that on the news. Maybe, maybe he's maybe he's in a more high risk neighborhood than you. He is. Uh, he is actually due south of me, uh, just probably five or six miles. So. Okay. Yeah. Now, now I don't know anything about earthquake stats. Like, how's that compared to the one at Krakatoa? <laughs> Well, Krakatoa was a little different. That was a that was a volcano that blew, Ron. But an earthquake there too, right? But well, yeah. You t sometimes an earthquake will come with a volcano. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to think of some of the great. That was, that was I'm a, trying to think of one of the great earthquakes. Yeah, 
but but like if compared to like some of those big California earthquakes or something, yeah, six point four is nothing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So so the way the Richter scale works is each point is it's a geometrical progression of the next one. So uh, the when you get the when you hear somebody that has a eight point something, boy, that's the ground really rolling. Uh, but uh, yeah. Hey, hey, Stephen Jung has a good comment in the chat, Bill. He says, by the time Bill gets all the updates done to the Zito, the Zito 3 will be ready to order. He's probably right. Uh, that that he's, he's probably... Hey, Stephen, or at least or at least the Zito 2 Pro. He's probably right on on that on that score. That's for sure. But all in all, I got to say, um, I really like the case. I, I think they did a great job with the case. And I'm pleasantly surprised that it has a U.S. charger on it. I mean, that was... That was something I was not expecting. So. Well, Bill, Bill, start charging that battery now so you can fly before fly it in the room before the show ends. Don't it's worry, this dude is super stable. You can fly it indoors. Well, I'm planning on I'm I might just have I might have to do that. I might not have a choice <laughs> after I, all. All's been said and done with everything. Zachary um, Keys is a 9.5 is the largest recorded earthquake. Yeah, that, I think they had. That's what they had out in San Francisco. I oh, think yeah, they, that, big, that, that, that great quake like at the turn of the century. Um, oh, I thought you were going to one during the World Series that one year. Well, yeah, they had had one that yeah that they were playing the World Series and uh, they were at Candlestick Park. I remember it was Oakland. It was Oakland against San Francisco that year. Yeah, Oakland, Bay Area teams when that happened. I mean, that was that was crazy. That was really crazy. Hey, listen, Jay Bird made a comment here. It's a good comment. Should be pre-charged for a little freight flight. Yeah, I, I concur with Jay Bird. When I got mine, I'm going to say the battery was at half charge. Well, I'm going to be doing that that tomorrow. I'm going to be getting that that charged up while I'm working from home. That's that's going to be my thing, and I'm going to be doing a firmware update tomorrow. And it's probably going to be a video on the firmware update. So stay tuned for that. You can probably stay in the house and fly around the door. Just put remember to put the mask on the front of the. This little Zeno two when it goes That's out. That's right. That's absolutely right. We don't want to pick anything up or bring anything back into the house. More importantly, so um, we're going to kind of switch gears here a little bit. And there's some Autel news that happened this week, and it really it wasn't with the Evo two, but we're going to talk about the Evo two here in a second. Is that their vice president, who has been with the company since it became Autel Robotics, got fired? And then their director or vice president of social media got fired. And, you know, it's wow. I mean, you know, it's newsworthy, but it's like, okay, um, you know, Autel's had its had its problems. And we all know that. Okay. You know, when the Evo one came out, we're all very well aware of the time lag that had happened from CES till June. I mean, that's like six months. And, you know, that's probably why this happened. But, um, you know, why Autel waited until now to do this? I mean, you know, they're, they're based, you know, their quote unquote headquarters is in the United States, but they're manufactured in China. And I think the mothership's over in China. So, you know, they control the purse strings um, because I think if, I, if I'm not mistaken, um, Autel at the last minute had a booth at CES but the only reason that they had that booth was because of the mothership over in China funding them because they were, you know, they're kind of strapped for cash as far as that's concerned. And Bill, how much is a booth at CES? I heard a hundred thousand. Oh, I heard even higher, but I mean, I just, I don't, I don't know. Just that's what, that's what somebody had told me. And that's what I, that's, that, that's what I heard. 
but um, and I also heard one hundred and fifty thousand too. So, yeah, um, I can tell you, and 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 Lauren will back it up that every one of their badges at CES said Autel, and then right below it, Shenzhen, China. Shenzhen, yeah. okay. Well, you know the, the the tip, you know the 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 Hubson, you know, in all the paperwork because I, I looked at the paperwork that came with it. It's the techno, the the real the DBA, the doing business as name of Hubson is Hubson Shenzhen. Okay, um, you know it's it's right in their name. That that's that's the name name of Hubson. So it's in, embedded in there. And and Shenzhen is the hotbed for, for drones. Okay, there, there's no there's no question about that. All right. Well, you know, with all this activity being said, and you know, and now we get reported in the chat, Ron Levesque, who I know and I've met before. Um, said that three people got their got their Evo twos, which is a real surprise because, um, you know, I've been I, I I chat with Ken all the time. I haven't chatted with him recently, but I know you know he's on top of the Evo two news. And you know he his last video, I mean, he was saying you know not really, don't really kind of expect a whole lot to to happen right now. And to for three people to get theirs, that's pretty amazing with all that's going on. Your guys' thoughts on that? I mean, I'm 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 sitting here and I'm I'm as stupefied as when I saw Marcus's house was shaking. I mean, <laughs> well, well, there was a little bit more of a loss than just those two because there was a uh, there was quite a few in the social media department were uh, were kind of given the golden handshake, shall we say? And uh, I think like a lot of it was there was uh, a lot of pressure to actually to china to get the uh the ces show to actually happen and it was kind of a last minute thing and uh i don't think they anticipated having the issues because there's a lot more issues with the evo 2 than than uh what they're making public um everything from uh short range disconnects to camera issues to a few other things uh, so i think it's uh it's kind of sad, but uh, not really surprising. Uh, like China will, if you're not doing your job, then somebody else will, you know. <laughs> That's basically the way it works. And, and I think they kind of wanted to move the control back to China um, because Jeff Powell was uh, was located in the U.S. And uh, uh, even though the U.S. is a large market for, for pretty much all drone makers, um, uh, I think they felt that maybe a little bit of the control was slipping away, and then the fiasco of not releasing on the promised date. Uh, I don't know about you, Marcus, but the the dates that I was given, uh, and plus the emails that I've got, uh, it, it's hasn't been pretty. <laughs> no, uh, and to to uh, discussions that we had uh, on, I think even last week. It's so critical for uh, Autel to uh, meet their their promises now. And uh, Lauren, you know, based on what you're saying, and obviously you know more about it than any of us, it, it sounds like there's some big big problems there. Uh, yeah, you just don't know. You got to wonder if they'll survive as a as a drone manufacturer if they're not able to get that drone out and get it out in force, where you, me, or Ron or anybody can go out and order one. From your drone store or another drone store tomorrow, uh, they're 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 going to struggle because uh, DJI is not sitting on their hands. You know, we've already heard everything. We're talking about the 
about the uh, the the not the Mavic Air two, but just the Mavic that they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, gosh, that you know people will be buying that instead. So uh, you know you you like to see competition. It's too bad that uh, that that it's not working out. Yeah, uh, as uh, you know, everybody said uh, it, it's you know you hate seeing might lose their job, but again, we we know. Uh, Altel seems to have a problem uh, delivering products according to their timeline, not to our timeline, to their own timeline. Uh, but I don't understand about the social media people in particular because the social media-wise, they've done a good job of uh, drumming interest up, and people want to order. People are trying to get it. It's, it's uh, Actually, not really, Marcus, because there's a lot of uh, things where they haven't been doing regular updates on social media. Oh, they're, we got a little aftershock there, guys. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was <laughs> wondering. I thought you went, "Whoa!" I want to talk. <laughs> no, no, no. We just had an aftershock that my yeah. my whole monitor and everything shift there for a second. But anyway, uh, yeah, but uh, Ron, th their their social media department wasn't doing regular updates, and, and the stuff that they were uh, sending out uh, apparently struck the wrong nerve with some people because uh, they felt, it was, shall we say, less than accurate. So. Wow. Um, rather than just, uh, you know, putting the cards on the table and, and tell, telling them. And the other thing is that I heard unconfirmed, of course, is that they were, uh, they're looking for more yes people. So, oh, well, yeah. probably true. I think, you know, and I can really speak to what Lauren was saying about their social media because um, they, they only really seem to focus on social media on Facebook. On Twitter, they were pretty non-existent with any kind of, yep. kind of updates or or things, but they did focus on Facebook, and their messages were very cryptic at times, and they weren't real. They, they just it, vague is probably the best word to describe some of the posts that they would put out there, and then you know they would put the obligatory you know uh, ten second clip from you know their promo shots that they would put out there. Um, you know, they would post that, you know, and just say, you know, the, the excitement's coming, it'll be here soon and all this, but that's it. And then, you know, people would ask them questions and it used to be one of the guys that was there who's no longer with Autel that I'd communicated with before. Um, he got very abrasive at times um, when, when you asked him some pointed questions and, you know, it was, it was, it's their social media has always been kind of uncomfortable to me. Now, even with, with all that being said, you know, when I've done social media with DJI, more often than not, you know, I take the approach when I'm approaching DJI with social media, I, 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 I speak very nicely and politely with them. And, you know, I, it seems to have to bode well when I do that. Okay. Um, it, it's, it seems, I, I seem to get some favor when, when I do that. So, well, that, just like you say, the, the messages haven't been clear and, and they're supposed to be social media, so they should be posting everywhere and anywhere. And uh, clear and concise information is what people want. And then uh, when people start right complaining that they're not getting the information back, well, that, of course, is going to lead to, uh, you know, unhappy customers. And, and uh, believe me, that's the last thing that Altel wants right now uh, because they want to try and rival DJI, and and uh, God love them. I, I hope that they do because that, that's good for all of us in the end. You know, yep. if if you want the best drones, um, 
you've got to have companies that are fighting for it. They're, they they want our dollars. Then you know, show me why I should buy yours. So um, let me run this by you, Lauren. So sure. from from my perspective, I'm thinking if I'm looking for a drone right now, a higher end drone, right? Like like like. Uh, I mean, what I'm saying is a prosumer drone, like a Mavic 2 Pro or something like that. If I can choose between that and that new Evo 2, even though that Evo 2 might have a few specs that look kind of interesting in it, you know what I know when I'm going to buy that? Why I'm going to buy that Mavic? Because I know it's an established company that's going to stand by their product and that it's going to be there tomorrow. And this track record that we're seeing with Autel is not good. I would be a little nervous about it. I'm going, well, you know, okay, I might buy that Autel drone, but are they going to be here next year? I know for sure DJI is. Yeah. Well, uh, myself, and this is one to consider, based on your, your question there, Marcus, is um, is actually the the, uh, the X-Dynamics Evolve 2. If you haven't looked at that drone, that that is like it's a prosumer drone. But uh, they've followed through. They've nailed their deadlines so far on everything that they've done. And it's actually just an amazing drone. And, and you saw that at, at CES. Like One of the things that really ultra impressed me was just how quiet that thing was. Uh, and you know that, that's one thing we all want is a very, very quiet drone. And uh, because, hey, you know, <laughs> no sense stirring up the neighbors. So, oh, yeah. Uh, but did, how much did you look at that uh, that Evolve 2, Marcus? I, I spent a fair amount of time in there. It's a piece of art, if you can say that. But, you know, the thing is that that Evolve 2 is it's just above my skill level. I'm just going to tell you as far as photographic-wise and so forth. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I would – that to me, it is in between – like a Mavic 2 and uh, an Inspire, right? It's yeah. that's like what it's intended for. Yeah, that's what it's intended for. Like, like I say, that's a prosumer drone. It's it's not a consumer drone. It, it's you know, yeah. if you're on the higher end of consumer, uh, but you don't want to go quite with the money of getting an Inspire, it's uh, just a perfect stepping stone. And and quite frankly, I, I think that uh, when all is said and done, it could actually give the Inspire a good shot for its money. I, the, I, biggest, I, I, yeah. the biggest I, I, thing with that is not having the the uh, the full 360 rotating gimbal, you know, which is kind of unfortunate. But that that being said, uh, the picture quality out of that, the the smoothness of that, the flight time. You know that that just beats the heck out of an Inspire. Yeah. So, yeah. It, yeah, it's just an amazing drone. Well, I don't know if you at, saw at that, price, at that price point, Lauren. I think the only problem here in the U.S. Uh, the only, really the only people buying it are going to be the part one and seven pounds that make money with their drones. Very few just hobbyists are going to reach that far for the price point. Oh, absolutely, extremely yeah. wealthy. And I got I got a pro, I got a to um, Evo's uh, uh, problem. Uh, I think they should hire Bill the drone reviewer, that new VP. I bet you he could get that company turned around, and uh, he he could rival DJI if he took the reins. Only so, only if I could operate out of Florida. That's that would be the only way I would do from, that. From your, from yeah, you you don't never have to leave your office here. The that's right. Computer. It would be it would be in the Bill the drone reviewer studio. Um, I don't know if you saw Ron Levesque posted. Uh, Autel posted a bunch of setup videos for the Evo Two out on YouTube. So. 
Um, peruse those at your, at your leisure. Thanks, who Ron. Post, who posted them? The social media team's gone. Yeah, I know. It's probably their their VP is probably doing all the social media now. So they're probably they're probably doing that as well. I mean, probably doing working working both a, a, ends of things. Bill, um, hire me. Hire me. Jeff Powell, social media guy. Jeff Powell's already got a new job. <laughs> oh. Doesn't surprise. But well, let me guess. DJ, he got a job with DJ. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, he's already got a new job, and he's That's he's working good. actually as a CEO. So, very good. good for him. That's good. Well, you know, you know, along the lines of you know with, with Autel, you know, that kind of begs the question, and you know, and, and this is what I want to spend um, part of the show talking about tonight is, you know, Lauren's been telling us about the DJI Mavic or the Mavic, um, the successor to the Mavic Air, um, you know, coming soon. Um, and, and with everything that's going on right now, you know, and I don't want to, you know, we'll, we'll kind of we'll kind of close on, on on the pandemic talk at the end of the show. But, you know, with that being said, um, you know, is this going to play into DJI's release strategy for when they release this drone? Or, you know, is it going to be full speed ahead? What are you guys thoughts for something like that? Um, well, personally, I don't see. I think I mentioned it last week, but I, uh, I think the next release from DJI is going to be held off longer than anticipated. Um, and, and the key thing there is is getting through this coronavirus because two key things: one is why have a party if nobody's going to show up, and two, um, there's a lot of uncertainty in job markets. So, purchasing a new drone is probably going to be way, way down on the shopping list. So, mm. uh, and you always want to release something that's going to be a winner and and attract sales right away. So uh, if you're dealing with a consumer level drone, uh, you've got to look at your market. And if the consumers don't have the money because of everything that's going on, uh, why would you release it? You know? Yeah. That's a good point, Lauren. Marcus, Juan, what are your thoughts? That's something that's going to hurt uh, Autel as well because people are, you know, they're not spending money on drones right now. They're making sure that they get food in the house and, and laying low. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll see an explosion in, in drone purchases this fall, and, and I hope we do. And I also want to add that, uh, you know, I wish Autel the best. I, I hope that they, that they do something really good. But I'm just saying that this is not going to help them. And uh, I'm just looking at the average drone purchaser. And are you going to spend money on an Autel? You got you got the unknowns of, of regulation right now in the U.S. as well as a company that's potentially not so financially stable. And are they going to be able to uh, to provide uh, a backup for that drone? And the thing is, DJI, you know they will. So it's it, it, they got a tough road to hoe. But I wish uh, them the best. Ron, yeah. what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, it, it's really going to, you know, DJI, they haven't really announced anything. So if they, if they push an unannounced product back, it doesn't make any difference because they haven't announced anything. So they got it easy. But, um, you know, Altel, I mean, they've already announced this product and, and, and you know, they're, they're, they're late on the dates they promise. They have to come out with it. They're releasing this product that's kind of a make it or break it product for them in the middle of, just as you pointed out, Phil, 
what, what possibly could be, or, or Lauren pointed out, could be a disastrous market situation for the next couple of months. So uh, I wish him the, the best of luck. And 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 on a side note, Bill, did uh, you know we we got rumors that uh, Evo Two's uh, been delivered? Can you can you go to uh, uh, we'll say Best Buy online or uh, a, any place online and order it today, or is it still not? Not I, from last I heard, you still can't, can't. Yeah, so so it's still to me, it's still kind of not a real product because you cannot just go and order one right now and get a shipping date that is coming next week. So it's it, it, it's it's not a real product to me until a regular person could just go to a retailer and order it. Not no no prepays and all that. I mean, just straight up buy. So we're not. There. Know, one of the other things that I want to throw into this conversation as well, and you know, and this is. And, and, and I'm sorry, you know, we're, we're all going through through this right now is, you know, the possibility, the real possibility of lockdowns and, um, you know, just being allowed outside your house to get groceries or medical supplies kind of a thing. And, you know, I, I'm sure that it would really be frowned upon if you were to go out in your backyard, even your backyard and fly your drone. I mean, you know, it, it, it might get to that point because they, they the, the whole thing was you know, the, the emphasis is on sheltering in place. And, you know, that may become a reality for a couple of weeks here. So, um, you know, you know it, it's going to, you know, even if even getting the drone at this point, okay, um, you know, having the opportunity to go to, to getting it is one thing. Having the opportunity to go out and fly it where you normally fly it is a totally another subject right now that, you know, we could spend a whole show on. I mean, you know, it, it's it's at that point because you know it's like you know Marcus Snake River Canyon or going out to your um the, your your um yeah the reservoir sure. you know and, and Ron even going to the beach now you know they they, they might be just locking things down and, and saying you know nobody's going in I mean except for you know getting groceries or you know or if my younger son has a note in his car and he leaves it in his car because he he lives in Ohio. And he works at food service in an assisted living facility. And that note says that he's allowed to travel back and forth to work. And that's in case he gets stopped by law enforcement. So he can just show them that note and he leaves it in the car all the time. You know, other than that, or getting groceries or medical supplies, that's it. They're not going to let people out. And, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this here in a minute, but, um, you know, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, do you think it's going to, it's going to come down to this guys? Well, I don't know if I'm kind of in a different uh, shoe than you guys, because, uh, but I, I can tell you that our streets are, are really, really bare. There's not a lot of people that are going out pretty much unless you need to, um, everything that I'm seeing media wise, like it, you know, the media, what's real and what's fact, you know, it's up to you to decide. But uh, the social distancing down in the U.S. seems to be pretty atrocious compared to what I see up here, you know. And uh, like New York City got hit real hard. As I say, I lost a friend on Friday. But uh, it, it's pretty tough to actually social distance when what, what were the numbers they were given. They got 10,000 uh people per square kilometer you know like how do you social distance in that so yeah you know uh, yeah, it's no wonder new york has the problems that they do but, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely right um, you know and i think what we're going to do now is 
you know, at, the, at this point of the show, you know, um, you know, what you guys have any thoughts? Because well, I, want, I want to go back to hotel. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go back to hotel. Um, hey, uh, like I say, I really hope hotel does good. Um, it, as I say, it's good for, for everybody. But I think one of the key things that's going to be a real make or break is once they figure out uh, the issues on, on the, uh, the hotel too, um, is just how fast on its tail that they make the, the uh, hotel two pro available. Mm-hmm. If that comes out, you know, back to back with the other one, that's where I think that they're really going to gain uh, consumer confidence because um, the two is delayed. That doesn't necessarily mean the two pros should be right. Cause if they figure it out, we're, we're, we're talking the same drone, just different cameras, you know, right. So True. True. As long as they ha- uh, have the stock to do it, then uh, if they can, you know, take their lumps on, on the Evo two and get the two pro out there, they're going to save a lot of face in my mind, but uh, Lauren, do you think the uh, the pro will be the uh, the best selling of the three Evos that they announced? Absolutely, that's that's my opinion. Eight K is wonderful, but realistically, most people don't have the horsepower to process the, the video. So, um, some people are going to want it, just if nothing else, for future proofing. But processing that that video. Um, uh, unless you're doing some roundabout ways, which they're out there, you can use proxies, for example, um, which pretty much allows most computers to do just about any video size if you're using proxies. But, uh, but most people like, so you shot 8k video. Have you got an 8k TV to even watch it on? You know? It's good to be able to, if you're going to crop your shots, to bring them in. But do we really need it? You know. Now, yeah, I, I I agree, Lauren. And, by, and you say, you know, are we ready for 8K? And by the time we all have 8K TVs and 8K computers or whatever, um, we'll have a new drone, anyways. Or, or several. Yeah. So it, it, it's not like you know uh, we're gonna if we bought this uh, Evo Pro, we're gonna still be. Well, I mean, some people may. It's a good drone, but in, in, in four or five years, we probably have a different drone anyways, so we future-proofed way too soon. Yeah, well, as Douglas points out, you know, uh, the pro's going to dominate, and, and why? It's because it should give the Mavic 2 Pro a good run for its money, and there's certain things that uh, if it's as good as it's supposed to be, it should give it a very good serious run. And a lot of people flat out, they don't want to buy a Mavic 2 Pro because it's DGI. Some people are just anti-DGI. Right. And the Not fact, very yeah, there's enough. But, but the other thing that's really going to make it step up to the plate if, the, if its specs are as good as it's supposed to be uh, is the fact that you've got no geofencing, Right. So that's one huge advantage o- over the, the two pro. For for those that just absolutely, you know, can't stand the geofencing, for the most part, I, I'm in favor of it, but DJI has really got to step up to the plate a- and get their geofencing right. There, there's a lot of places that are not uh, or should not be geofenced, but they are, mm-hmm. you know. 
You know, that's one of the most common questions I get on my pages, my DJI pages, Lauren, is, you know, I'm, you know, I've applied for a waiver and, you know, I I sent it in and DJI won't, won't, isn't removing it. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm seven miles outside an airport, but they say that I'm still within five miles of the airport and I can't fly. And, you know, that, that I see probably, that's the question I probably see across the groups more often than not is that question regarding the geofencing on DJI drones and, and getting it released. And, you know, it, it's like, you know, it, it's, it's easy with the apps to apply and get the waiver, but once you get the waiver, you know, it's like DJI has to, has to release things and, yep. you know, it could be a real pain in the butt at times to get that done. Well, that that's, that's kind of part and parcel where I have the issue is the fact that, uh, like I say, the geofencing is good. Uh, it hopefully deters the, the ne'er-do-wells from, from flying where they shouldn't. But uh, DJI puts themselves in the place of the enforcer then, right? And mm-hmm. uh, that should be the job of law enforcement, not a individual company. Oh, I Just, agree. That's my thoughts. You know, I agree. I mean, they should have, okay, you know, set the standards and then that's it, okay? Just, you know... If you have that, you know, if it and and make the make it right, okay? Because like so many times, I see people like I live seven miles outside the airport, and they're still saying I'm within the airport zone. What's given here? I mean, you know, it's like it's like isn't everything supposed to be pinpoint accurate and where I'm at and everything? And you know, the the before you before you fly app and the other apps say I'm good to go. But, you know, the DJI Go 4 app says, no, I can't. I'm within five months. I mean, it's so frustrating for people. Metro Drones, thank you very much for the super chat. Hope you're doing well tonight. Hey, um, hey, hey Bill, what, what or Laura, what was the first DJI drone that had the flight restrictions built in it? Uh, Phantom 3 Pro. Oh, really? It goes that far back to the Phantom okay, 3 Pro. Wow. Yeah. Okay. No, I was, um, was going to yeah, say you know, four, but wow, okay, that's that's interesting. Okay, hey, well, yeah, one, 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 one point to Lawrence, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, talk about the uh, Evo, the Evo Two Pro. I think, uh, you know, this is a it's a small part of the market, but it's a vocal part of the market. The people that require the four K sixty, but they want it in a in a foldable travel drone. They don't want to buy a larger drone like a a Phantom Four Pro, whatever. The Evo Two will be a good option for those people. Agree, Lauren. Sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't I, my my total apologies, Rod. What was that? <laughs> I, I was saying that the another selling point for that Evo Two Pro is there's a there's a you know a large well, I don't know how large but there's a, a a special section market there that wants 4K at 60 frames per second, and yeah. they can't get it in right now. They can't get it in a you from from the a, you know the they want a one inch sensor and they want four K sixty and they can't yeah. get that from the uh, the Mavic two Pro and maybe they don't want a larger drone like the Phantom Four Pro so that that'll be a good alternative for those people as who need a one inch sensor but want sixty frames per second also yeah uh, absolutely and and uh, like again one one advantage to the the Evo two Pro right is you know you've got that ability i i think the real winner but also going to be kind of a loser but the real winner is going to be the guy that comes out with the with the 4k camera that does 120 frames a second so oh that boy. you can oh, so oh. That you can do your your uh so that you can do your slow mo right on there right uh-huh. and, and do it oh, decently yeah. 
the biggest problem, the loser out of that is like I've got, uh, I, I use a uh, SD card that's capable of it. Most SD cards don't even think about it because your bit rate is just going to be astronomical. Mm. But, uh, yeah, like well, my camera. Cards again. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's like uh, the, the uh, card that I use in my 2 Pro will do 230 megabits a second, right? So, like, it's fast, but the card was 170 bucks too. Oh, yeah. Oh, right? yeah. So, so, how many people want to spend that, right? So, can, but, can I finish for just a second, Bill? Go for it. Because I got a question for Lauren. So, uh, uh, Lauren, you know, I had some issues with my Mavic Mini with those with those rear props yep. uh, I, I, deforming. I'm just wondering how much of that you're seeing and uh you know how common is that stay tuned to tomorrow night's show okay. <laughs> no actually i'm going to be discussing that tomorrow night on my show okay and, uh, sorry i just um, that that is uh have i seen that at work no uh okay. do i know what's happening yes and yes, uh, Marcus, you nailed it on the head with your video uh, talking about that. Is what everything that I'm seeing is is for not having the props in the right place when you put it in in the case there. So, uh, and uh, well, THF tonight was talking about you know how often you should replace your your props. I highly recommend to everybody that you every fifty flight hours you should replace your props. And some people say, well, why? They're, they're fine. Well, what does a set of props cost you compared to a new drone? There you go. Yeah. yeah. That, that's such such cheap insurance. Yeah. You know, that uh, why not? <laughs> you know, yeah. I replace mine every 50 flight hours or if I notice any, and I repeat any damage on them at all, you know. So. Hey, I'm seeing Ron's comment here about fully opening your props before. Yeah, flight. you saw that, Marcus. Yeah. So do you you want to you want to take that one, Ron? You could, I think you can explain it better than I can. Well, well, our friend uh, Gorilla Man uh, up in uh, he's in Ontario, in Canada. He took some slow motion video of his props spinning up on his uh, uh, Paradanafi. It's fascinating. I wish I had a link. Ron, maybe you can put the link in there if you could find okay. it. Okay, you keep talking. I'll work on it. But, the, but, but what he showed was when you spread those props, as it spins up, it actually torques that motor and slams those props against uh, the, 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 uh, the, the peg there. And, and he actually started having – he started seeing issues with his Anafi props. Now – would that be the same on a DJI drone? I cannot say for certain, but I can tell you I'll never spread my props again before I start again. He, he had tests both ways. He had them with the props spread, and they just slam into the side of that thing, and he had them together, and they just come out and, and start spinning. So uh, it's very interesting. Recommend that video, and you'll think about what you do with your props uh, beforehand. Wow. That's some, you know, that's some good education. And like, you know, buying new props is very cheap insurance for your drone. I mean, you know, it's like, um, well, I went on a hunt. Okay. I went on a hunt to try to find 
the regular props for the Phantom 4 Pro V2.0, I can't find them, okay? Um, DJI doesn't sell them. Uh, I didn't see them on Amazon. I even checked eBay, couldn't find them because I know Ken Heron put them on and said they're probably, they're more efficient in terms of, 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 of your, you know, flight time and character, other characteristics. So not so much the sound, but, but for the flight time and for speed and, and performance issue, performance characteristics. So, um, you know, it, it's cheap. I mean, you know, for the Mavic mini, for the, for the Mavic two pro, I mean, th those are che cheap fixes. And, and I have to say this, and this is from everything I've learned about aftermarket prop props, no, no, and no. Those are the three rules with aftermarket props. Don't even think about them, okay? Because I know my, our friend Art out in Colorado, okay, um, he had tried putting aftermarkets on, on his Phantom 3, and it was a, almost a total disaster. Uh, so, you know, it, it's just one of those things you just, you just avoid it, you know, at all costs. You don't even, you don't even think about it. You don't even you don't even go there. Hey, Bill, can I pile on to that? There was sure. Some, obviously, I've been getting feedback since I posted that video on the mini. Oh yeah, yeah. Guys, on in the feedback, warning about going out and on on uh, Amazon and buying some of those cheap colored props for for the little mini. They said they they are horrible. They don't work. Just don't just save your money. Yeah, I mean it's that, that that's that that's exactly what it is. I mean, you know, I, I'll go out and see one of the things that I do, and what's nice is I, you know, I got extra props with my Zeno too, so I won't have to go out and do that. But like when you know the first set of accessories that I'll order after I get the drone physically on site, you know, I'll order extra sets of props. You know, that's what I did. You know, I have I have a spare set for the Phantom 4 Pro V2.0. I got a spare set for the Mavic Mini. I got a spare set for my Mavic 2 Pro. So I'm all, all set when that happens. And then, you know, like Lauren said, if I get a nick in one of them, it's gone. Okay. I don't even hesitate. It's, it's gone. And sometimes I'm so, you know, militant about it is I'll just, I'll just say heck with it. I'll take all four props off and change all four of them at the same time. Cause you know, it's like, here it is. Here's the kind of the way I look at it. It's like, you know, the old uh, rotate your tires and balance kind of rotate your tires kind of thing on your cars. You know, every so many miles, you know, you rotate your tires front to back or back to front or however they do it. You know, it, it, it's the same way with, with 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 your drones. OK, with your props. It's like, you know, not necessarily rotate them, but, you know, every so many hours, like Lauren said, you know, change them. Just, just hey, do Bill, it. A, a lot of people are asking about master air screw in the chat. How do you feel about those? Well, you know, and, and, I'll, and I'll say this. You know, and, and I know from talking to, and I think, you know, Bill Thomas said it best and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ron or Marcus, I think you probably know this is, you know, the first thing it said in there is, you know, you assume the liability, you know, when you put those master air screws on there, okay, it's all on you. If something happens to that drone or, or everything, you know, it's your liability, it's your liability, it's your responsibility. So, you know, when I see something like that, that makes me just just stop and say, whoa, okay? You know, and I know a lot of guys have had it. And and I also know, too, that you have to adjust. Uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Marcus or Ron. I think you might know this. You know, on the Mavic Air, that's that's how they, get, they got their claim to fame, is it messes with the torque on the motors, okay? And you kind of have to gear things down as far as, from, from what I understand. When, yeah. when you, am I right? 
the Mavic Air, now, and, and Lauren probably knows more about this than any of us, but didn't they, with the Master Air screws at first, they were having problems with them uh, uh, getting those prop warnings, right? Spinning them up too fast. And so Mavic, the, the Master Air screw came out with a recommendation of adjustments to the ESCs at, to make them work. Well, I don't know how many people are going to go to that much trouble, but. You know, and, and that's that's my that's my thoughts on Master Airscrew. I mean, if you want to do it, that's your that that that's your that's that's your your gig, and you're more than welcome to do it. But understand, you know, it's that liability's on you. And you know what? You know what? Here's what here's what I say. Okay, it's like I constantly get this question. You know, when a new drone comes out, and you know, oh, what kind of case can you recommend, Bill? What kind of case? What kind of case? You know, here's my thing. All right. You've spent $1,500 on a Mavic 2 Pro, but you want to put it in a $30 case, okay? Come on, here, guys, okay? You know, it's, 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 it's kind of easy here, all right? For me, all right, I'll spend $100 on a case. It doesn't bother me to do that. You know, people are just like all up in arms about, you know, I've spent $100 to put this, and I'm like, guys, think about it, okay? You're transporting, especially if, for, here, here's, a, here's a good example, is if you know you're flying somewhere and you can't put it in in your overnight bag or whatever, okay? And you know you have to put it in the overhead luggage compartment or beneath you. You're not going to want a soft side. And, and I know what Ron's going to say because Ron's carried his in his in his photographer's bag, which is I think it's I think it's kind of built and, and would handle that. But for me personally, when I'm traveling with with, with a more expensive drone. You know, I want to protect the daylights out of that thing. I'll spend a hundred bucks. I don't have an issue with that. And it's the same thing with props. You know, I'll spend the money to get the OEM props on, on, on my on my drones because you know what? I don't want to mess with performance or or any kind have any kind of issues related because I put on aftermarket props. You know, I you know, I want to get out there, I want to enjoy flying. Okay. And if I'm having to worry about aftermarket props and what kind of performance issues they're gonna cause. I don't want. I, I don't want to have to worry about that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, Bill, can I interrupt just for a second because I knew we we're about to end the show. That link Marcus wanted me to post. I have it in a private chat. It's a second YouTube link. I cannot drop it myself because Zeno Nation doesn't have a. Uh, do it right now, Ron. Yeah. Go for it, Marcus. Yeah. yeah. So I can't post it, but but it's there. Yeah. So okay. sorry. Sorry, and I, I I've never used Astro Ice Cruise, so I have no really first-hand knowledge of them. A lot of people actually, you know, you talked about, you know, you you, you would just get the good uh, OEM props, but many people consider the Master Air Screws an upgrade over the OEM props, not a cheap replacement, but I know, yeah. I know that. And, and people have been using these Master Air Screw props since the toy drone days, so um, and I'm not I'm not saying they're good or bad. I have no almost no opinion whatsoever on them because I've never used them. Well, you know... Hey, Metro, Metro Drones had just put up a comment. Yeah, I put Master Airscrew on the Attitude Pro and looks pretty cool. Haven't noticed any performance differences, but they do sound different. They're pretty noisy in the wind. So um, that's 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 real interesting there. All right, we're gonna wrap things up, and you know, it, we're, we're gonna we're gonna spend a few minutes talking about what's going on in the world. And um, I'm gonna go last, but you know, Marcus, if you want to start us off and your thoughts about, I mean, if you want to share some drone thoughts, that's fine too. But, um, you know, I, I, I want to kind of focus on what's going on right now. So check it away. Sorry, yes. guys. I, I, I've got to head out. I, okay, I've, I've got prior commitments. So night, everybody. Have a good night, Lauren. Up in, in our, 
sympathies regarding your friend. Okay, thank you. Take care, Lauren. You betcha. Yeah, so, Bill, uh, a little bit about drones, and that is, you know, folks, uh, we are in the middle of some tough times right now, and everybody is uh, everybody is stressed out, everybody, because uh, you're, you're not getting out of your house. You're, you're limited on what you can do. A lot of people have a lot of financial stress right now. Get out there and fly your drone if you can. There's nothing that will put a bigger smile on your face. And, and, and I've been saying it for a while now, but it, I'm going to be like a broken record on this one. You know, now, above all, let's just be kind to each other. Look out for your neighbors, and hopefully your neighbors are looking out for you. But, you know, if you somebody says something on Facebook you don't like or whatever, don't flame them. If you don't like it, just move on to the next one. Let's encourage each other. and Let's be nice to each other. And, you know, let's stay safe. Let's keep our social distancing uh, rules in place so that we can protect each other as much as, as we can. And we will get through this. And uh, that's it. Ron Brown. Thank you, Marcus. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad my good friend Marcus Crawford is safe tonight after what I just saw go on in the pre-show with that room rumbled around. So it is, is uh, as scary as the, uh, you know, the uh, coronavirus is. Uh, Marcus had a, like an up-close-to-personal scare here just a little over an hour ago. So I, I'm, I'm glad you're safe, and I hope uh, that's the last rumble you get tonight. Um, but, yeah, on to the, uh, you know, the, the, the tough times with the virus and, people being out of work and small business owners like uh, Sean Isles, you know, suffering through uh, this closed down of business. It's definitely a tough time. And I know some people say, oh, you guys are just complaining about the drones and whatever. And we do it more or less as a relief from the stress of the real world, not to, you know, uh, not as, you know, do we really expect anybody to be sad because we're not getting our drone deliveries. Again, it's just kind of a, a relief from all the, uh, the talk you hear almost all day long about the virus and um you know and, and they were talking earlier about it being closed in as of this morning the governor uh of new jersey you still could go out and uh walk for exercise you were not homebound you were because it was you know social distancing no large groups only going to the driving to the grocery store or whatever and the uh and the drugstore but you know you could walk in your own neighborhoods route and that could change by tomorrow but as today, that was uh, that was what was coming down, I, and and I don't think it violates the the, what the president's current orders either, or and even your local government, you know, your town's rules too. So that was the rules this morning. Again, get changed tomorrow. So I mean, I still try to get a little exercise outdoors. I mean, some people think I'm at risk, you know, outdoors, and 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 maybe they're right. But again, uh, all our leaders, from my mayor, my governor, and my president haven't told me I can't walk around the block for exercise. So um, that's kind of what I'm doing now. But I, I want I want to thank everybody in the chat tonight for popping in and spending time with us tonight and people from all over the country there. I hope everybody's safe out there and, and they will be safe over the next 30 days because by what I hear from Dr. Fauci, we haven't hit the high point yet. So we really need to, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, as Bill would say, hunker down over this next month and get through the peaks or whatever and uh, hopefully get back to living our normal lives in uh, May. But, uh, okay, I'm going to get down from my soapbox here and, uh, you know, I'm going to turn it over the, the bill. Um, you know, first thing I want to say is 
Um, you know, you brought up Sean Oz, and if you guys know him, he's a great YouTuber, and really enjoyed getting a chance to know him and talk to him last night on Xeno Nation. And if you guys get a chance, th this is a chance for anyone that's hearing my voice right now. Um, if you could help him out by buying some merchandise, he has some of his T-shirts for sale. Um, you know, um, check out his um, his site. I'll make sure we drop a link in the description. You know, after the show gets posted, so um, do that and and help him out because um, you know he's a small business owner and he's been shut down. And you know now he told us last night this was his time of the time of the year to make money. And, you know, he lives basically in a resort town in Colorado and it's shut down and, you know, nobody's coming and, and they're blocking people from coming, which is a good thing. And they're, they're doing some good things out in Colorado. So get a chance to support Sean. And I will say that, um, you know, I heard a saying today, um, you know, about practicing social distancing. And it's really kind of a kind of one that really brings it home. Um, I'd rather be six feet apart than six feet under. OK, Um I can't say it any more than that. Um, you know, um, sobering. We heard sobering stats tonight during the uh, White House press briefing. Um, you know, with the best mitigation efforts, we may lose a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand Americans. Think about that. Okay, um, this isn't the flu, guys. Um, you know, and if you're hearing my voice, let me tell you something. Okay, um, you do not want to go on a respirator. And let me repeat that again. You do not want to go on a ventilator, period. Okay, I, I can I can guarantee you that um, you don't even want to think about that. Um, and I would appreciate an extra prayer for us down here in Florida, because, um, you know, I, I'm just going to say uh, our governor is not making wise decisions. Um, you know, he shut part of the state down, but he won't shut the whole state down. And I think in order to beat the virus and in order for us to come out on the other side, he has to shut things down. Fortunately, my county has, has issued a safer at home order, but you know, you're still allowed to go out and about, get groceries and whatnot. Um, but like Lauren said, I, he doesn't see many people practicing social distancing the way it should be practiced down here. And I agree with him. And I want to let all of you know, and I've let Ron and Marcus know this, that as of this Saturday, um, you know, we're making a decision. We're going to shelter in place for two weeks. And that means no contact, no groceries, no nothing. Uh, because these next two weeks here are going to make or break, um, you know, it for a lot of people. And, and, and I, and I am adamant about that. And I mean, even to the point of stopping mail for two weeks, um, you know, we have to take this seriously, guys. There's no, you know, th this, there's no sugarcoating this. Okay. Um, th this disease kills. Um, and you know, you see the stats and it does hit older people harder. Uh, it, and it also hits younger people as well, too. I mean, there's no, th this doesn't discriminate. It doesn't care the color of your skin, your race, your creed, your national origin. It doesn't care. It doesn't discriminate. You know, it, it will, you know, if you get it, you know, and you survive, you know, you're, you're a very fortunate person and, um, you, you don't want to have to go to the hospital with this. Okay. You just don't. So, um, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with everyone, um, you know, I want to I want to call out my mom was a registered nurse for 40 years and, and I know she had saved lives before. She was an industrial nurse her last 20 years and she literally saved lives. And and, and I'm my, my hats off to all the nurses, the doctors and everyone who is in the medical profession right now. You know, our thoughts and prayers are first and foremost with you because, you know, you're exposing yourself to this time and time again during during the day. 
um, you know, to all the EMS workers and paramedics and, and other first responders, the firefighters who have to go, may have to go in and, and get people and, you know, expose themselves. You know, our thoughts and prayers are with you guys as well. Um, you know, we're hopeful, but we're realistic at the same time. And, um, you know, just do what the, do what your government says. Um, you know, uh, follow the, follow the, the practices that they encourage you to do. You know, it, it's an old saying, you know, you know, wash your hand, you know, they, they've been beating it, but, but you need to do it. Wash your hands. My hands are so dry. I'm having to put hand cream on them multiple times a day because I've been washing them so much. Um, anything that comes to our house, I, I have a, I have a, have a Clorox bleach cleaning solution in a bottle and, and I spray everything with a paper towel and then I wipe everything down. And then we, we throw the bags away. They go right to the garbage can. All right. We're, we're very, we're being, we're taking all the precautions that we can. And I hope all of you do as well, you know, take this seriously and we'll get through to the other side. We will make it. Okay. Trust me, we will make it, but follow what your government tells you to do. You know, stay safe if there. If you have a lockdown, you know, stay stay in lockdown. I saw Stephen Ewing posted. You're only allowing one person in a pharmacy or a grocery store at a time. You know, um, which is which is you know, it, it's 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 the sign of the times, and we'll make it through. Okay, you know, we're here. You know, it, it's a pleasure to be on Zeno Nation with Ron and Marcus. It's a pleasure to be with you guys as well. Um, you know, every Tuesday night, and you know. That's all I can say at this point. You know, it always is a great day to fly, but you know what? Um, you know, just, 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 just. I'll, I'll even, I'll even say this. You know, thirty days. Um, let's, let's, let's do. I'll, I'll close the show with thirty days. Okay. Um, hope everyone, please stay safe. Please follow what your government tells you to do, and we'll see you next Tuesday night. And don't forget to go over the Philly Drone Life uh, Live Show next. Yes, to see Ron and and Mr. Mikey.